Welcome to the Marxist Think Tank podcast, an attempt to look at the world from a class-conscious perspective and to build. Protesters in Seattle, Washington, have taken over several city blocks after a protracted standoff with the police force there, shutting down a police precinct, declaring part of the city's Capitol Hill neighborhood an autonomous zone. Hey, this is Sean Sanchez with the Marxist Think Tank podcast. So we're looking today back at uh, headlines from around Seattle. And uh, so I'm going to read from a local uh, news, uh, their website or article right here. Um, so uh, Tuesday night was night 15 of the Capitol Hill Capitol Hill Occupy protest, or also known as CHOP. And some protesters weren't budging even after the mayor of Seattle asked for people to start clearing out. Jenny Durkin is asking community, community leaders to spread that message instead of using police intervention. Early Tuesday morning, a fourth person was shot near the CHOP. Um, the new violence comes after a 19-year-old was shot and killed Saturday. Another man was shot Saturday and is in a hospital and in satisfactory condition. A 17-year-old shot Sunday night is out of the hospital, and a man shot Tuesday morning is in satisfactory condition. Um, just to butt in there with uh, something I just learned. So this last guy that they're talking about, um, the Tuesday morning shooting, uh, he's doing okay, and apparently somebody was uh, yelling racial slurs to him before they shot him, uh, so he, he believes this is racially motivated. Um, community leaders and neighbors are telling protesters to go home before someone else gets hurt. Da-da-da-da-da, uh, okay. Kelly Forsyth says gunfire woke him up Tuesday as commotion unfolded feet away from his apartment by Cal Anderson Park. Uh, he says that even before the shooting, he wrote to city leaders fed up with the crime and harassment. It's just been a pressure cooker for 13 days, Forces said. An endless pressure cooker. It needs to be cleaned up. Now, I'm going to interrupt him there and just let him know that like, if, if they create unlivable conditions for the hood, then the hood's going to come to you eventually. And it's just that. So if any inconvenience is a big inconvenience for you, then you know, get ready to cry about it. But I, I understand. I understand that it's an inconvenience. I understand it's dangerous now, but these are the things that happen. If you cry about it, well, you know, that that's fine. Liberal tears hydrates us all over here. Um, and I'm not saying that, you know, necessarily this is the best situation. Obviously, well, you know, it's just whatever is going on there is justified. I don't need to preach to the choir here, but that's that's my opinion. So this is now part two of our uh, CHOP update series. And um, it's just here to serve you out there also organizing mostly. Um, see what's going on inside the CHOP a little bit. And uh, we'll have more to update you with here. Just a little bit more. Entering the autonomous zone here in, uh, well, out of Seattle, Washington, out of the United States. We have a uh, lowriders lined up here, whole car club. Hey, uh... I mean, this resembles. 
everything. It's like a, any kind of music festival or festival venue. Okay, so we're in the Chaz. I'm with a good buddy of mine. I'm, I'm going to leave his name out of the podcast just for his safety. I don't want you to hunt, hunt him down for having the wrong opinions. I know you guys are collecting names and doxing people and, and going after the shit libs. But um, here's my good buddy. What, what are your emotions? Okay, really though, really though. I know this is putting you on the spot, but you would never have agreed to it. What are your emotions right away? What do you feel complex as they are or as bad as they are if you feel like they're the wrong emotions? It doesn't matter. I'm humbled. Humbled? To, is it, does it, does it, and everything I expected going into this from what I've heard and what's been said and what you see on local media is it's not that, man. It's, it's peaceful. It's easy. People love each other and I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I'm, I'm humbled. So humbled is a, an emotion you're trying to describe. Okay, okay. Um, I, I guess the word is like, uh, I'm, I'm caught between a sense of feeling like I should be here to do something about something, and then I'm caught in a feeling to where I feel like I shouldn't fucking be here just because I'm, you, you know? Yeah, I mean, being a white male in this situation isn't easy. I feel like I don't belong for that reason alone. Like, like this isn't my place because I, I live off so much privilege, but at the same time, I'm like, then, then aren't I the best weapon in this situation? But... No, no, exactly. I mean, I, I feel like there's kind of like this mixed message I'm getting from some speakers, kind of... I mean, it's, it's, it's rightfully placed, but at the same time, it's hard to ally yourself with people you're attacking in that way, and, that, and that's a hard job on them because it's, it's a, it is a mixed thing, and it, we're not all, you know, we're you and I, you and I have buddies that are of all backgrounds, and we we've come from the harder of the places, uh, you know, in Tequila and these areas and uh, the South End, and we we we've mixed integrated ourselves with the community a bit, but. By no means we're activists. I'm not an activist myself, hardly, even. Yeah, hardly at all. Right. So we've never really entered ourselves, just seen ourselves like we're we're a part of this a little bit. Um, and that's that's part of the reason where it's like I don't even feel like I belong because I've been intertwined with. And, it's so, so and, it's, and, and, I, and it's like you feel like you've done nothing about it. And, and I mean, sure, it, it may seem superficial that it takes one thing like this to wake you up. But and I'm not even saying I'm awakened, but at the same time it's it, it, I don't know man there's only so many ways you can say you're humbled you know right here in front of the police station uh, with um I yeah, I'd say it's probably 500 just in this square alone. Oh, okay. But yeah, we got a lot of people. I don't have a beer. I wish I had I, would, I don't mind putting my name out or anything. Whatever you feel comfortable just, with. This is, so, um... And you're a person of color, just to make it clear. Yeah, so my name is Kenya Martin. I'm African-American. I'm actually, uh, hey, I'm second generation. Let me get this on your phone, dude, if I'm, I can. I'm, I'm second generation American, um... In case my name is, like, again, like, my name is like, Kenya like Martin. If you want to look me up on Instagram, it's Martin Visuals. It's kind of mob mentality because I come from a place of understanding. So at the end of the day, if we can have a conversation to understand where each other comes from, I'm with that. But if if you just if if it's blatant hatred. And if it's outright bigotry, I can't, 
what conversation do we have? You know what I mean? No. Like, like, I will be honest. Look at it this way. Black lives are like a burning house. A house that's burning down. And the fire department pulls up to put out that fire. And then the neighbors around that house say, all houses matter. What are you doing? All houses matter. You know what I mean? Okay, good, good, good. That's the situation of the climate right now. But at the end of the day, you got to understand... People are uprising for humanity. All 50 states were uh, protesting in plus 13 countries. Uh, they bombed the U.S. embassy in Greece. Did you know? You knew yeah, about that? I, I, I saw that. So saw that. I seen a Molotov cocktail go. Yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. They they bombed the U.S. embassy. So so. Yeah, I'm not trying to waste your time, but uh, no, 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 no. Keep on going, man. I'm, I'm. I could always edit. At the, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, uh, again, my name is Kenya Martin. Uh, I'm a black man, African American, Nigerian. My dad took a DNA test. I'm like 50% Nigerian. I'm African American for sure. Um, but don't feel like I'm putting you on the spot either, because I have opinions about no, this, and I don't know if you no, want to. No, I, I want to. Yeah. Honestly, I want to know your opinions. Wait, wait, I honestly want to know where you. Because I want to ask some questions. Go ahead, go ahead. So yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, are you both Caucasians? Well, I'm half Hispanic, yep. but yeah, you're half Hispanic. Oh, well. hit. So much question. How long is it? No, <laughs> I'm so white. I'm so white that I don't even Porque, know. Porque yo soy español. Yo soy hispánico. From where? Peru. Peru. Okay. Well, Peru? so from from the heart. Uh, uh, I don't know okay. the Shining Path is, is is all you know. Okay. Cool. That's, I'm, so you're half Hispanic. Where from? With your green uh, eyes and your and your red beard. New, exactly. Spaniard. Spaniard. New Mexico. Oh, so 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 you're not. So you're from the Iberian Peninsula. So so you're European. Yeah. Uh, okay. But I and integrated with. Down there it is too. No, no. He's just white. <laughs> oh, okay. You don't speak Spanish. No, no. Okay. So no, no, no. Where are you guys from? Me? I'm from Seattle. I've just been I, here my whole I've life. Lived in, I've lived in Seattle for the majority of my life. Cool. So let me ask you a question. My family is raised in a third world country. Yeah. It 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 struggles to what come country? here. What country? Peru. One of the hardest. Viva el Peru, carajo. And then one of the hardest places. Yeah. yeah. And then I come out here, dude. Bolivia is a lot worse. And then and then guess what, dude? I open up my own bar and restaurant, and then I get I I Peruvian lounge. A, an actual brown person gets called a fucking Nazi after serving my country. And then, like, what are you guys doing out here? His rule down there, because the, well, I was talking about the Shining Path. I know about the Shining Path, and they were controversial because they were bombing, uh, you know, the U.S. Embassy down there as well. Yep, and yep, and yeah. there's, there's people struggling to Dude, survive. 13 countries. They were bombing movie theaters. Movie so people, theaters. moms and dads were going there, yeah. So, mm. you, you, yeah, wait, yeah. When, so when did this happen? What, 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 what are you so talking like, about? What, what happened? Let's, let's ask Peru, us the Peru. questions. Let's, let's, let's when, turn them when? around. Oh, uh, Apparently, they're, they're from a media company. Like 1993 or something. So I'm sorry. Have we have we interviewed? No, no. I think I think he's just trying to voice his opinion. Man. You have my NDA. You have my NDA. I I consent to it. But I just want to know, like, uh, so like, so like, you and I. I, I just want to make sure that like that like two, two. Wait, what was your okay? Point? And no, I, like, I was like, is he offended? 
He's trying. He's. Yeah, I like, am. No, he's. He, he is, but he's trying to voice his opinion. All right, you're and, passionate. And, and honestly, passionate. Wait, wait, passionate. wait. Before before he says what he says, I think that just because you have a certain mentality, you should not trap yourself in an echo chamber. Yeah, exactly. You, yeah, you you have to I'm understand and befriend people with different opinions. I'm still recording. Because you can understand where they come from, yeah, yeah. and yeah. maybe you can teach them and bring them. You know what I'm saying? So I'll give you my spin if you want. Yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. what I see the problem is is that the uh, mob mentality is creating that echo chamber so that yeah, really yeah, really far right wingers really far right wingers will be justified in all the assumptions that they have about the really far left wingers. Exactly. And it be- creates a false narrative, a false dichotomy, basically. Mm. And so we're stuck in the middle of that, trying to find nuance, and people mm. people of color, are, especially a mixed person that passes that. as a white, like, it's really hard to voice your opinion, being like, no, cops have gone after me, and I know how it is, like, when you're growing up in a poor neighborhood. At the becomes, end of the day, we'll be, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, I'm sorry sorry. To cut no, you no, off. no, it's all good. At the end of the day, it started out black and white, but... It's about humanity because we're a policed state. It's still wrong, this right? Is, this is this is communism yeah, it is. under the guise of democracy. Well, was, how, how many times have you been arrested? I think once. I've yeah. been in jail. Yeah, once, I've, imagine, we've been I've, friends I've forever. Been we, we've been imagine, in and out of like parties. How many into, times crazy have been parties in Tequila? Like, you know what I would tell you? What uh, you guys? There are people that are less white than you guys. That are on the other side. Yeah. And you guys are coming out here and you guys are calling us all sorts of things. I, I'm not calling But at anything. the end of the day, no, no. Yeah. You, you, you haven't called me anything. You've no. been nothing but a gentleman. But what, what, I, what I see with my eyes, I would have never guessed report Mexican. What I'm seeing is an Anglo Saxon white person with yeah. green eyes I confess, and another yeah. person. Uh, Anglo-Saxon, who it completely is, yeah, yeah. from what you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Granted, yeah, with like blue eyes, and you guys are 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 like trying to pin us down. And he, here's what I got, dude. I moved here from this country at 11. Hey, what's good, brother? I got, so much, I got I'm on yeah, a hold on, hold on. Yeah, 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 audio, yeah, video yeah, recorded on their side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, let me ask you, bro. What do you, what do you? Let's ask another black man. How do you? What do you feel about shit that's going on right now? Like, well, first of all, first of all, what's your name, sir? Do you? Are you okay you. with being? My name is audio, anonymous. Audio, are you okay? My name's anonymous. Audio anonymous. Recording. Anonymous. Yes. Yeah. Are you okay being audio and video recorded? As long as I'm anonymous. <laughs> okay. There is no video. It's just There's no video. Just audio. Yeah. Just so, audio. So, yeah. so what, right, was, what was your opinion? So, uh, so, so, so how do you feel about shit going on, bro? Cause he has a podcast. He's he runs his shit. What I feel like is going on right now is that this isn't really. This is still a process. You know what I mean? Yeah. This what is still mean? a. No, 20, no, I don't. Listen, I don't. What do you hold mean? on. Hold on. Hold on. This is still a 24-hour protest because the crowd did chant, "We are not leaving. We are not going home." But in this protest, you have like a basic war that's been going mm. on. Been going on in Almost Seattle. Like a civil war. No, and no, it's not really a civil war. It's mm. just it's been basically like a cold war. You know what I mean? Where it's no no weapons, no nothing. It's just words and like Peaceful. movement. Peaceful. Yeah, it's like Peaceful. movement. It's a cold yeah, war. You yeah, know. Yeah. So what's going on now? The Black Lives Matter protests ended up with this war where you had people that didn't have a home, didn't have a place to stay. You know what I mean? Found themselves here. 
You know, mm-hmm. that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. That's Can I ask you a quick question? Right now. Yeah. Do you think that like Black Lives Matter associates with all of the different groups that are hijacking Black Lives Matter and then just like Black going lives, out like, there and Black just Lives Matter? Down Black Lives Matter is its yeah. own is its own movement. You know yes. what I mean? Those are I could say Black Lives Matter, but does that make so, me so, really so, a part of the Black Lives Matter movement? Facts, no. Facts. You know what yeah, I mean? Exactly. Okay. So 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 let me ask you this. Is Black Lives Matter different from Antifa and the anarchists and the looters and the shooters? Yeah, like, definitely. Fact. Hell okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah! That's what I'm yes, saying. Yes, dude! Black Lives Matter is different because they're not going about this as violently. You know? Oh, look at exactly. that walk away. So, like, no, well, I, got, I got a question. So, how do you feel about everything going on right now? Chaz... This is called Chop. No, I heard I heard Chaz. I heard I heard Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone. This is Capitol Hill Occupied Protest. Capitol Hill Occupied Protest. Wait, what? You can't do that. Thank you for your time. I gotta take off. Where the fuck did you go? Anonymous, thank you. We're killing you. Thank you. I gotta take off. We're gonna meet somebody. Absolutely. I said everything. Stay here with us. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Hey, be safe. Yeah, seriously, guys. Seriously. Be safe. Be safe. I appreciate your time. Just do me the favor. Just grab that. It's tough to say something after you've just. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. That's annoying. Well, basically, when we left, we were. First off, it was. It was kind of interesting, and uh, when you when you pull up the lift thing, you type in Chaz, Capitol Hill, Autonomous Zone, just Chaz, it comes up as a drop-off point, and you go to it, and then your lift driver picks you up, and they take you there, and you're like, well, maybe that's one way where they capitalize off this whole thing, you know, as, as an organization, yeah, right. off the name alone, but then not only the that, they drop you off a 25-minute walk away from the actual location, so then you have to order another lift to one of the local stores to actually get to the location so th- thank you thank you lift <laughs> thank you all these corporations i guess the way they'll spin is like hey we're helping people with jobs i guess but that's you and, know and, hey, i'm totally open for for maybe we selected the wrong spot or whatever but that's sure how it looked and that's how it feels right now so. yeah exactly nike uh mcdonald's cares about you They're, they stand for black lives etc etc it's fun but they're willing to charge you twice for rides right exactly Thank you. Uh, so, uh, what are the three main demands that we're aware of so far? The first three demands that we have like laid out for Mayor Jenny and Chief Pest are number one, defund SPD, number two, reinvest in the community, and number three, release all protesters and pretty much release anyone else that's been wrongfully imprisoned to add on to that. But. Uh, so, so the mayor has signed off on that. She's working with uh, uh, activists to make this happen. And was that like in exchange to give the police station back? Obviously, you want to defund the police, so maybe not. Or? We, uh, well, like we laid those out for her, and we're just kind of waiting to see what she does. Any negotiations that they try to do for the precinct or anything, like I don't think we're trying to listen to that. Like 
we've made our we've made our point of the negotiations. Good. We're just waiting for a response. There's nothing else to really negotiate. Okay, and and uh, she seems. I don't know if I would say I'm not gonna put my opinion. I'll let it decide. I don't know if I personally like her or feel like she's a genuine person, but she did seem to like you know. I, maybe this is to save face, but she seemed to, to be okay with this stuff. I don't, from what I could vibe from her. I I can't tell if it's like just like put yeah like putting on a face to like yeah. for the PR and shit. Like she didn't. I didn't see her say anything about it until Trump started tweeting about it, and then she suddenly was at the head of a march the next day. Like. Like, yeah, so where was she the first few days? Why wasn't she out here the first day that people were getting maced and shit? So, so it could just be a political move to to oppose. Basically, you're either with the Trump side or you're with our side here, maybe kind of thing. So maybe she wants to be on the right side of this and save face with her constituents and everything. So, what what questions or what things are we overlooking or should be thinking about? There was a speaker at Volunteer Park just now, and he marched over there who pointed out that. A lot of the defund the police movement isn't really dependent on the mayor or the police chief, but the Seattle Police uh, Officers Guild, um, and that's headed by Michael Solon. He has a lot of the like veto power on how police policies get implemented. So they kind of pointed out like maybe we should direct our demands and involvement and pressure towards someone that can actually impact it, because apparently the mayor and the police chief don't really have too much authority over that specific area compared to the police field. So, so, so focus our attention on that so we could get our demands to go through instead of going through, you know, the mayor and the governor and everything else. Let's just go yeah. for the head of Someone it. Someone that may or may not want to appease to the demands, but ultimately wouldn't really have the call on it. Okay. Uh, I guess I'll, I, ch- I turn the question. What's the most we can make out of this, or what's the most we can hope for all, all together? Just, just like... Less police brutality, like by getting rid of it completely, and yeah. that's I think the best way we can look at this. So focus on police brutality. Keep that message. Keep that message central. Police brutality, and then anything that comes with that is great. But just keep that message focused. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Because when we move and when we mobilize and when we work together. We are powerful. We are unified. We are solidarity embodied. We are intersectionality realized. And when we move as a unit, we come heavy handed. This is our last one. So we have a dance party, uh, African music, some kind of. It's like. It's an extreme block party. This is dodgeball. <laughs> There's a cage full of people playing dodgeball. As far as this young man, yeah, that we gotta be specific in that. You can't be stealing from people. Respect their space. Exactly. Respect the environment. Respect, respect the respect the community and the fact that we are among others who have been supporting us. They may not be out here right now, but they're around, and we cannot be starting and initiating violence. Exactly. Taking from people and not respecting every person of every color. They are all here. We are in solidarity together. And so, in that in that specificity, in the message. 
point of view, or I don't know who was speaking, it was really lovely, and the point that people see, the point you were making, was, was extremely valid. But we just have to, to, to tailor it to say, most of us are here for the right reasons. Those of you who aren't, you need to we're not gonna we're not gonna speak in broad generalities to, to you. We're telling you that you're not helping us, putting our lives at risk. You are harmful, you're being harmful and negatively you're also like those people to do that because no one's doing that. I think that your brother feels like I said something to offend him. Did I? Okay, if you wanna say something to me, I'm right here. Right. Yeah. And make sure our message is not disputed. Exactly. 
We are not autonomous. We are not seceding. We are legally protesting here. Right. We are fucking exactly. changing the system within. We got 60,000 people at the fucking silent march. I'm sorry for swearing. Um, two days ago, and we have the momentum. And the only thing, all the people have been assassinated in the last 150 years are people that have tried to integrate white people and black people. Yo, and that's the only thing that has fucking kept us down. And that's what they're fucking fucking scared of. Joy asked to supplement. You know, and we, it's hard and these are waters none of us have navigated before. But we have to listen to each other and have patience. Yeah, I'm from, I'm from, I'm from Hackensack, New Jersey. The reason why I wanted to talk about this some people may already know what went on in Camden, New Jersey seven years ago. They defunded the police department. The entire police department. Everything. They fired everybody. Once they defunded it, they hired a new police chief and then hired everybody back. Once they hired everybody back, they made sure that each one of the people that they hired became not a policeman, but a community security officer. And since the seven days, seven years that it's happened, the first year after it happened, crime went down 67%. This is a blue CNN has an hour talk about this very program of what they did and how they got the crime rate, the police brutality to go down. And we use that as a blueprint and we get somebody like Biden and everybody else, people here in Seattle, the police chief is here in Seattle. If we get that to happen, I think we can make some legitimate progress and, and look at the blueprint that they've been they've been doing this for seven years. They put each each housing project has policemen that live there. They know the grandmothers and grandfathers. Or part of the community. Right. They know which kids are doing the bad things and they talk to them. Yeah. They don't beat them in the head. They say, look, you can't be doing this stuff. Right. That's the old way. And that's the way they have community policing. That's the way it happens right now. Oh, you the old ways right. of teaching them? Like, like even in traditionally with, with tribes, because we, we have villages. Before colonization, yeah. we have villages. And so in our villages, we know each other. We know the families. Before invaders, before colonizers came here, we had a way of life that we all knew each other. Okay, and so, so when somebody did something, everybody knew it, and they would and and there would be community response to that about how to handle these situations within community. Would be the community. So this is a community. It wouldn't be outside. It would be the community. So in this space, we are the community. And when I say policing, I mean us. Where was this? This is in Camden, New Jersey. Camden, New Jersey. Okay, right outside of Philadelphia. 
get that South Jersey. You can just Google it, CNN, defund Kansas and Jersey Police Department, and you can see the whole story on that. And this is what we need to do here in Seattle, New York, LA, Baltimore. And we, this is the way forward. This right. is what we do after defunding the police. This, is the, this whole day, right. I, I literally was talking with her. I was like, what do we do after right. the police are defunded? And that's why you you need to get on the fucking microphone because I didn't know this shit at all. Yeah. Yeah. Teach me real shit. Sure. Yeah. I'm saying this, this is something out there and it's working. Yes. Okay. Same. We don't know. That's not what your friends call you. Michelle, kill that. I haven't met another movie yet. Because you're doing it in Canada. You're choking for the way not. Everybody just know what I'm saying now. Watch what I'm saying. This is a Black Lives Matter protest. Black Lives Matter protest. Nothing else. Black people are being taken advantage of. Our movement that we had in front of that precinct is being taken advantage of by what? Nomads. People that's camping and shit like that. Living out here, doing acid, doing crack, coke, everything right now is being taken advantage of black people movement. Bro, I'm, I, I don't have nothing. I promise you, miss. You're, you're I don't have that nothing. That's not a part of Macaulay's movement. We're here because we want justice for people that we lost for from not even this year, not even last year, for two, three hundred years ago. No centuries, centuries. We fight for everybody. This is the first time everybody came off us. We don't know about we don't know about who spoiled this was. We don't know who sold this was. You feel me? We just know we never had a piece of it. We just know we never had a piece of it. You feel me? We know that we never had no shares of it. Understand that we don't know who it was stole from, but we know that when black people were here, we didn't have nothing of this part of this land. You feel me? All we want is our share, basically, bro. I felt like this whole protest, this is still a protest, but right now we're being taken advantage of to the bullet by everybody. By ev everybody you're looking at right now. That tent, that tent is the only thing that comes from this movement tomorrow. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That guy comes down right now. You got up there today. That's why they put it up there today. There was nothing about black people lives matter up there. It was only about the soil. This is that's this is not about that, guys. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all, bro. Like, Indigenous bro. people, what? Two years ago, when they found that lawsuit, they made it for dark skin natives. Come on, bro. Not be part of that lawsuit. You cannot come out here and do this, bro. Bro, this is a, you, you cannot include it. But we were black not included. We, we, we were not. Am I telling the truth? Jacob, right? Am I telling the truth? Jacob, right? Educated. They, 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 they,
I'm just trying to put something forward. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You might have to talk to her. You and I did it. You and I did it. Just battle the loudest. Bro, like anybody here right now, I don't want to argue about it. I don't want to. I know. I don't want to. 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 These people are marching with the rest of us. I don't care if they're white. You don't tell them because they're white. Put your hands down. Don't come out here and camp and stay. Don't tell people that. They're out here supporting. How dare they say that? And then they, and they're alienating them. They feel like they're not, they don't matter. They're out here saying the same things we are. Black Lives Matter. So I have no place here, but my thing is, like, we had two elders taken, and they were, like, the voice of reason and have more experience than anybody. I was wondering if we could use age to our uh, advantage here and have them speak amongst each other for us. I see the value in that for sure, but I meant the two black men that just screamed that. No I, other message matters. Black lives matter only. That's dangerous. I, I have a podcast going. I'm sorry, you're on, a, on the podcast. And you scream. You try to message. that the elder speaking, she was right on the right page. The point we were making her is that there needs to be specificity in her message, and she was speaking a bit vaguely. And when you do that, when you leave ambiguity, people will interpret it as they want. So that was our recommendation to her, which she took. It was excellent. My point I was just making was about the two men that just said that Black lives matter only. As a black woman, I'm telling them that that is inappropriate to say. When they're saying that people out here, natives, whomever, shouldn't speak, speak their message, shouldn't bring forth the lessons they've learned from their culture and help the movement, when they're out here too, day and night, that is alienating. And we need to be unified and we are louder together. And if they don't understand that, and they're going to scream over people and say, we don't care where you came from or what your culture suffered, your people suffered, that's inappropriate. Grossly so. Right, right. Because it seems like uh, he had a good message. Like, some of this is getting co-opted by the right. Coachella people and then it was like oh we're gonna put up a chat sign and everybody wanted the chat sign down it's like well if we could get elders in here that represent each of these points of view then we could shut all the young people the fuck up it's, it's difficult though when we eliminate the generation that's experiencing this and will continue to experience this as it's happening to us as well it's it's difficult maybe they act as delegates on our behalf right but then what happened here I think is what's necessary to continue is that you have the elder who does listen to the voices of of others. Well, and my issue is a native elder. I felt and that's that's so significant. Ooh, I, felt I understand what you're I don't, saying. I don't know why the thing is is I she and I were in complete agreement. Right. right? Okay, cool. It was I think that there were people who at the end there especially were trying to tailor it to with value included in what they were saying, they were trying to tailor it away from the inclusivity of, of okay. having her presence here okay. and the presence of many other allies. And she was getting upset even hearing that because it's, it was alienating her. She was saying, I'm just there, no offense to you, ma'am, but we don't need you talking about your people here. She wasn't trying to derail our message. She was trying to contribute to it. You know what I mean? I, I, I interviewed the guy that was kind of starting the shouting a little bit earlier. Uh, he's just, I, I think he he's kind of, he has good intentions. Uh, I think I think most people here have good intentions. It's right, just right. that was the point when I came up here at all was that I heard her talking on the loudspeaker and she needed to be more specific. And the same thing for them is that you have to be very tailored in who you're seeking to, what's wrong with what's happening, and what's 
positive from it. You need to be know exactly what you're talking about and not just say, you guys are doing this and you guys are doing this and everybody's like this. That doesn't help. Those broad generalities broad help general, no one. Okay, I think that's it, the point. And so he fell into the same trap that she had in their own way. And so you uh, alienate it. some when it's not necessary. Okay, yeah, that makes anyway. a lot of sense. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, uh, nice you. Did you want to give a nickname or something for the people on the podcast? A nickname? Nick no, my name is Marque. Marque. Thank you very much. Or that barricade, all that, all that protesting and stuff. When you really look, there's a lot of white people just talking for us. You feel me? Every, when you look to the left, when you look to the right, you got a lot of white people being talked for us, bro. You got people being influenced. You got black faces being influenced by the white man to talk for us, telling them what we want, bro. You know what I mean? I do not want the police defunded, bro. I don't want no police. You feel me? I don't want there to be no police system. We, uh, this community right here that's going on, I've been watching this for days now. You feel me? For days. There's been thousands and thousands of people coming in and out of here and if nobody understand that nobody's been shot nobody's been murdered one man been shot and the cops is on duty we still had cops over here when that man was shot ever since this opened up nobody has been shot no women have been raped people uh, all right somebody was like someone was being stolen but was it stolen no things is being controlled here, you feel me this is what life is supposed to be like simple it's just simple bro so, I mean, what what would your message be for 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 people that are attending, or coming out here to the chats and everything else? What 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 would you want them to do? What message do you want them to carry? I want you to come out here into this free area, cop free space. Everybody here is free. Sit down and talk to whoever you talk to. Whenever you you get a chance to, to talk to ten people and influence one to do the right thing to keep that movement going. You feel me? Because you know you know you think you think people are going to get funded for all of this. This is all being funded right now. You feel me? This is all being funded for people's entertainment and shit like that. You think in two weeks people still going to be throwing away thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars for black? Nah, bro. You feel me? So I want people to keep making sure they sit down with whoever they're talking to and make sure that black lives matter, bro. That's black all. Black faces to get out here and yes. be represented. Yes, bro. This is what's happening right now. It's being taken advantage of because there's not enough black faces out here strong enough. They're taking advantage of the fact that we don't want no issues out here. So because we don't want no issues, we don't want no violence, you can bully yourself and bully your way into a situation and get your agenda across. And when somebody speak up, you can try to talk to them. Oh, let's talk love. Yeah, let's exactly. talk peace. Exactly. Let's talk Black Lives Matter. That's the only thing we out here for. Right. Nothing else. And That's the bottom but, line at the end of the day, point blank period. If the natives want to come out here and walk with us, we welcome anybody, that. But you the, walk beside not Black only Lives the natives, Matter not, not only, your own agenda. Not only the natives. That's Kashrama Swan and natives, everybody else. Not only the natives, too. I'm talking about natives. I'm talking about there's a lot of homeless people out here, bro. Now, I do not even know where they're coming from, bro. And I swear to God. We should be taking that tip down yeah, while we're talking. These, these homeless people are coming out over, here, bro, are just here to tent. talk about, to just get fucked up in this park and all this shit. You feel me? Come out here to help out black people, to spread the word. You know how you can help us out using your white privileges to go up there and threaten the police and tell them if one more black people die, you guys will go to war with them. You feel me? That's how you help black people out. You do not come out here and get and get drunk off coke, get lit, bro. Don't do none of that. You think I'm lit right now? Nobody think this man is lit. If cops pull up and run down on us, we're ready we're to ready. do, we ready. We're ready, because we're out here fighting, you feel me? We're not out here to have a good time. Well, well, like I so said I, yesterday, just, just one last question. Are any of you guys, so, I mean, 
it's, it's kind of confusing to the general public because there's the, the, the slogan Black Lives Matter and then there's the organization Black Lives Matter. Or either you guys with the I organization. I have not met any, anybody from any ranks of Black Lives Matter. I'm willing to connect with anybody that's about a black banking system, a black infrastructure, black schools, black medical schools, black STEM, black infrastructure, black business. That's what I'm about. This cool zone, we're about turning this cool zone into something positive and safe for black Americans and black American business. That's what we're here for. Let's not let the focus get lost. We are here and we are only here for black Americans to get set up. We want, um, when we're talking to the governor, while we're talking to the mayor, what we would like for you. We like an executive order, state. The slavery and Jim Crow laws did undo harm to black Americans, thus causing us to not be able to live the dream that was promised us. Yes. The state of Washington, housing discrimination. The state of Washington, discrimination is minority status practice, the OMWB, where white women come September will be allowed to be considered a minority in the state of Washington for practices of business. That is not okay. Affirmative action was only approved because white women are involved. We have our allies out here. Our allies need to walk with us and not be focused on their own agendas. Because if you are focused on your own agenda, you are not our ally. You are not walking to us. You are disrespecting the whole movement and the whole statement behind Black Lives Matter. If you're saying anything else than Black Lives Matter, you do not belong out here. So if you say anything else other than Black Lives Matter, the fact that they're not moving to take that tit down while we're doing all that talk is a complete So let me throw this out here. So last year, still not last year, the state legislature here in Washington State, the 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 House and the Senate unanimously passed House Bill 1918, which was passed in May and signed into law uh, in July of last year by Governor Jay Inslee. It's just the Central District, but House Bill 1918, uh, like I said, passed both houses here in the state of Washington unanimously, where it said that the black people in the Central District of Seattle were systemically targeted by government, and government went after them to basically destroy the neighborhood there by, by laws and policies. So what, what you're saying, when you just said you talk about the, the governor and Governor Jay Inslee, there, there, there has been a Bill 1918 that addresses the central district that's out there. A lot of people are unaware of House Bill 1918, but the fact that it passed all houses unanimously means even people in Okanagan County, Ponderay, you know what I'm saying, Walla Walla, every legislator in the right. state of Washington agreed that black people were systemically targeted, you know what I'm saying, in the central district. So there is a law right. or, or a bill that passed that, that outlines that, and it's very clear that, you know what I'm saying, the government has worked against the black community in the central district. In Seattle, are, are you looking? You're looking for more legislation. Why? You've been discriminated against in, in Tacoma. You get discriminated against in federal way. Can't you get discriminated against if you're black everywhere? Let's extend that statewide. Before you go back and occupy the zone, let's let's make these city blocks attack free zone so people, black people, can make money like you can in New York and other places where you can sell your wares. If you have a felony, you don't die for selling jeans or sneakers in this zone because it's a six block tax-free zone where you can set up some type of infrastructure. Now, along with that, it's time to put some financial um, uh, foundation in place. 
I want to say one thing real quick. I'm gonna need that tent to come down. Yeah, watch this. This is this is really it's a coming down. Yeah, one, that tent's coming down. As long as you say the tent's coming down, one moment, one moment, real quick. You see this? This is what I want to see. You see how you got this camera out here? I have a question. Why are people singling out Sawant, Councilwoman Sawant? Well, I'm not singling her out in a negative way. She was here. We're happy to hear, but this is not a political rally. Do you think that the things that she's trying to promote help the black community overall? Because I do see she talks multicultural, and that's fine. We're all for multicultural, but in this moment, we're about black lives. Black lives have been there for everybody when we took a knee. Black Lives Matter has been ridiculed for years. In this moment, it's no longer ridiculed, so we don't want anybody trying to hijack our movement. That is not okay. You are stepping on and disrespecting the whole purpose behind Black Lives Matter, no matter who you are. Okay, under, under I guess, like, the umbrella of Black Lives Matter, would her message be okay? Because I've seen her, you know, I've, I worked uh, in the city council for a little bit around her, and I've heard her every day. She, she's out there trying to help people of color in general. But also, right, but we need to focus a big, on a big, Black Lives Matter, not just in general. Everybody's always in general. A large cornerstone of that, though, is obviously Black Lives In this moment, we need 100% to be Black Lives. In this moment. Under that, in this moment. Under that umbrella, would it be okay for her to get her message out In there? this moment, yeah. we need her to be 100% behind Black Lives Matter. Okay. There can okay. be no wavering. There can be, because us black people, we can't waver. Right. We don't get to walk out stay, the door. Stay and, on brand, stay on message. Stay on message. Focus. Don't let and it that's, get that's broadened out. With everybody. And don't let people infiltrate it. And, and, and Nobody respects us got fully. Got she had a union um, iron worker speak. And I, I caught him the minute he can. And if you, call, if you get him, he'll tell you. I caught him the minute he stepped off the stage and her rally the other day because the union practices are discriminatory against black oh, yeah, men. Yeah, absolutely. And he yes. was out here hyping the crowd up and I asked him, what is he going to do about their dispatcher? Because that's where they discriminate against black males and black females. And they discriminate. And he didn't have a clear answer. And I said, you put yourself out there because you're out here warming the crowd up, but I own a business. This is my second flag in the traffic control company. My first was in the union. I know the union rules intimately. Very intimate. The union presidents know me. I don't talk to union reps. I talk to union presidents. They know me by face. So it gets complicated once you get these. Once you start talking about anything but Black Lives Matter in this moment, it gets complicated because you made it complicated. Okay. So, so these. What about them rallying behind that in the way that they can? Is they, they, you rally around black, behind Black Lives Matter by supporting Black American business, by supporting Black American banking, Black American housing, Black American education. That's how you rally behind us. In this moment, we are not multicultural. In this moment, we are Black Lives because this is the first moment in history where Black Lives have truly seemed to matter to other people until people want their own agenda. And that's why you would come and put a tent out that for a salacious headline for drones and everything else. You know, the New York Post and Fox News picked up the Native American the other night out here talking about giving black people $10. That was in the New York Post and that was on Fox News. They know exactly what the hell they're doing with that tent. They're hijacking this movement right now. Wait, wait, wait. So, so, I, I, that kind of flew over my head a little bit. The other night, there was a rally speaking. There was a Native American guy who got up here. He asked every white person to raise their hand. Then he asked every white person to open up their cash app and give every black person $10. Okay. I am the person who subsequently came and grabbed the mic and said, hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Because we're out here looking for no handouts. Okay. What the hell is $10 going to do? Okay. That's a dumb thing and it's insulting. It's, it's a bad image. And I told him, okay. you don't get up and speak to black 
black Americans. I'm a black American. I don't speak for all black Americans. Okay. He doesn't have that right, and they don't have the right to stand here and hijack our movement. But don't you think, like, that it's almost kind of, like, it feels a little bit like we're working, like, the way I see it, perceiving as an outsider, obviously, it just feels like you guys got to work together, man. Like, this is, these are two oppressed if, if we're talking about cancer, do we, not, do we bring in Rogaine treatment? Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? But no, we stay on message. But the message is no. The message is Black Lives Matter. Was that a black man or a native man standing getting his neck stepped on? Right. Is Tamir Rice black or native? Is Eric Garner black or native? Is Ahmaud Aubrey black or native? Is Breonna Taylor black or native? Natives die every day, you know. They do. Are all those people I named black or native? Everybody dies every day. Right, right, but there's a lot of native. At the hands of police, right. what are we talking about right now? And even right now, you are trying to sidetrack the movement from Black Lives Matter. You want to. Everybody has an agenda other than Black Lives it's Matter, difficult. which is difficult. why we have to say it's not difficult. For me, for me. But it's not difficult because we're talking about Black Lives Matter. Do that say multicultural lives matter? Because we know all, all lives matter. Natives got casinos, natives got reparations, natives get medical. They get everything from the federal government. What do Black Americans get? Do we get any medical? We get. Let's maybe talk about a study on possibly seeing if we can do representation, and, and that's but, the only point. But if, if, if you understand from outsider, it feels like fuck, man. Like, if, like I see, you know, people of color every day getting shit on them. A lot of Mexicans that come over to me. Okay, do Mexicans fight for black lives? I, I don't know. Like, no. COVID how many how many blacks have you seen working at the local taqueria? None. You know, every, None. Every culture is for themselves. None. Self, how many sure. blacks have you seen working at the local taqueria? Zero. So they don't give a damn about us. At all. Okay. How many how many blacks do you see in positions of power within the tarot community? Within and my daughter is half native. So how many blacks do you see? None. So they don't give a damn about us until they can get the highlight on CNN or the New York Post. That's when they care. And you notice we're out here upset as black men, saying we're disrespected. Do you see anybody over there making a move to take that tent down? But it's coming down because make no mistakes, it's not all peace and benevolence. It's not all peace and benevolence. Nobody is stepping on black necks no more. Nobody. That's the. Let this message be clear. Nobody is stepping on black necks anymore. Nobody. Nobody. Okay. okay. I like to say one thing. You said as an outsider. As an outsider, myself. Well, yeah. you are not an outsider. You have is this 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 uh, involves you because you know what 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 the man was saying. Like uh, with the Mexicans, with the uh, with uh, uh, Indians, you know, Native Indians, we don't have the. This is our time, you know. The, the black people being killed. Black matter comes first, okay? So you said work well between you guys. No, because the people, like Caucasian people, like who are, let's say, ruling this country right, right now, now people like you. I mean, you know, you're a Caucasian. So those those are the people who who uh, mess up, like divide people so we don't get along with each other. So that's why I want to say, you can't just say on a, on a side, no. Your, your ancestors, they, they... But we're central to it. Yes, I agree. You know, you know, like uh, people, like Afro people, like that, like, like they are like a second-hand person, they didn't work. So you say, hey, I am a human being. As human beings, we, let's get together. And, uh, and so uh, if I broke get, out right get, now. get along. That's all. That's all. Man, this this is not good. Violence is not good. So 
you know, all our, our, our transit is we're human beings, so let's get, get along and understand this is our, our home, concerns us every, you know, I'm for peace and, uh, you know, that, that's my message. Do you mind if I ask your, I don't, no, 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 do you mind if I ask your ethnicity or is that okay? Or I, am, that... I am an Afro, I'm originally from Ethiopia. Ethiopia, okay. Yeah, okay. but I've been here many years and, uh, you know, paying taxes, I, I've become citizen. And uh, so, so I am still I'm a human being, but you know I'm, I, I feel like when I was there in Ethiopia, the Italians they try to to come, you know, colonize, but we kick them out. Okay, we have always been known to be independent and free country. That has been example not only for all other African countries, for the whole oppressed world around the world. So I'm speaking as a human being. Okay, I'm speaking as a human being that we all need to to uh, get along and, and make peace as human beings. That, that's what, that's what my, my message. I'm sorry, man. Okay, I, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I, I want to be safe. <laughs> yeah, this, this shouldn't happen, you know. It's uh, it just uh, some friction happens. That, but that's, people should, should look at the big picture. What's the, what's the, adver- I mean, diversity is good, you know. We are different, we have so we should, we should use that to our advantage, to, 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 to learn from each other, you know. I like to learn what's new in your custom, to things I don't know. And the same thing you, you do to, to, uh, toward me. That's why, as human beings, we should get along and live, you know, and live in peace. Uh, so, this is no good. This is our people who, who have no, you know, this, this shouldn't happen between human beings. It's just, it's just a communication thing. We need to solve the, the problem. This, this was an outgrowth of what we were just in the middle of, right? This is what it ended up being, and I know maybe people drank or something like this, you know, but the problem I've seen, what, what I was just interacting was with this divisiveness between the split of yeah, racial that, boundaries. That's why, yeah, that's why, you know, I said, we just need communication. I mean, I mean, obviously, all these people present here, I mean, most of them have the same goal, you know, against oppression. You know, we see all this, this insane murder of human beings, of, uh, you know, American, uh, of, of origin. I mean, being some kind of civil, after the withdrawal, withdrawal of the royal regime, the, the feudal regime, there was some problems, like the military took advantage of they were they were like hungry for power. You know, they said they they going that for the people. Yeah, there has been some bad, uh, like uh, they did bad things to people. You know. But the reason I I mentioned Ethiopia is that we have been like toward uh, colonialism. You know, when the Europeans came to Africa to colonize, we stood up. We stood up for them. We are. Uh, we, uh, we had victory in the, in the ba- battle of Adua in the northern part of Ethiopia with, with a big uh, victory over the Italians who, who, who had a more modern weapons. So my, the generation of my grandfather didn't have much. All they had was, was a heart. They know what freedom is. They don't allow anybody, other human beings coming to take out the, their country. So I have the same spirit. 
We all are humans. You know, we just we just need to live in peace. It almost feels okay. uh, seeing this kind of thing reminds me every day of how the divisiveness of being intersectional can be and, and multicultural can be used against us at the same way that it's useful. And just the weakness of, of we are the same as human beings. So that's why we need to understand as individuals, okay? The system, the other, the politicians, the two rich politicians on top who, who manipulate the hard-working people, the mass, we shouldn't fall for that. As human beings, you, see, you and me need to be our own philosophers. You know, what are we doing in this world? Like, you know, we are humans, let's, there, there are diversity, let's take that to a positive, you know, make advantage and learn from each other, Le- learn in peace, live in peace. You know, that, that's, that's the main noble uh, over there too. You see, I was here, I live around here, I was here since, since the death of George Floyd, you know, two weeks ago I was here. Protesting every week, we got, I got tear gas, we got all kind of, you know, the chemicals and, uh, but I'm here to, to protest, you know, to stand up for my rights for, for the whole oppressed people. So I have seen some, some uh, conflicts between uh, some groups too, you know, over there yes. today. Yeah, yeah. So that's no good, you know, people should, uh, should be smarter than that and be united for the same. So uh, like most people here are, they have the same goal, you know. People, they like with uh, with this um, black um, uh, black black lives matter movement. The Indians, the natives came out. Uh, I have seen some other, you know, people. You know, I've seen most Caucasian people, and uh, people have the common ground to uh, against this oppressive oppressive system. So that's good. So people should keep that in mind and forget the little differences and stay united. You know, we went, we are marching several times this past week. Maybe you have been in one of them. It's, it's, it makes you good, feel good to see almost about 10,000 people on the streets, you know, uh, fighting against uh, aggressive police. I was, in the 90s, I was, I was in, uh, in California. I have seen the Rod, Rodney King uh, oh, riots. Yeah. Yes, I was there. I've seen nothing can beat the power of the people. I've seen thousands of people, thousands of people, they throw backward the police cars and all that because so uh, i'm trying to say that the power of people is the most so all if these people keep united they can they can go to the white house and 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 overthrow this, this uh, uh it's just it's just sad to see a few people you know messing up the life of the of the most uh, innocent peace uh, peaceful people so that that's what you know good people you know, like like you and me need to 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 fight and stand up for so always the good we end up winning, you know. Thank you. I believe. Thank you for your okay. message. I'm going to give you yeah. a pound like that. Yeah. Yeah. My name is, uh, I'll be Johan. Uh-huh. I'm originally from Ethiopia. Okay. And uh, I'm here, citizen here. And I'm just uh, uh, standing up for uh, for the good cause, you know, for peace and uh, against oppression and uh, this uh, this injustice uh, system. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, capitalist or call it with those uh, rich, uh, few rich corporate people who who uh, 
don't care about the, the mass, the people, and uh, we should need we need to, to stand up and fight for our uh, rights. And uh, I am uh, positive that, that we're going to win. Johan Johan, right? Yeah. Johan sees beyond the bullshit. He knows it's more than race. He knows it's a class structure, capitalism oppressing us. And thank you very much you're for welcome. your time. You're welcome. You're welcome. I appreciate it. All right. All right. So what happened is a guy tried, one of the guys I was interviewing, one of the crew from there was getting too aggressive around um, a native elder. And he was, I guess he just, you know, I don't know, went for her or like touched her aggressively or something like that. And it started a fight. And now this is the fallout from that. We still have people asserting that this is a black only, Black Lives Matter only movement, which that's good, a good header to come under in my opinion. But, you know, to what end do we exclude everybody else trying to prop you up behind that? You know, we have a Native Americans out here supporting Black Lives Matter. They just took down their tent or their TP. Uh, and and now they're 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 uh, getting out, I guess. And it's crazy. It just occurred to me this whole time. <laughs> we're all just wearing masks. Like, I guess it really is Coachella vibes, because uh, in Coachella, there's uh, parts uh, sections of the festival where this dust storm just sweeps in and. Uh, People uh, can get this fungus, this uh, cough, like a Coachella cough, basically, and they have to all wear masks. So it is, is reminiscent of that, but it's a little bit surreal. <laughs> this, this is amongst COVID all at the same time. It's interesting. What questions aren't being asked that maybe should be asked at this point hmm. from your perspective? Hmm. Um, I think the community is really good at asking the questions um, that we need. Um, it takes a village to run a village. And so people right now are currently being engaged in their community, which normally we're told to binge watch Netflix, scroll through Instagram, or we're not really paying attention to our community. Right now we are. So there are a lot of questions being asked and there's a lot of people answering with their opinions. And we think, we believe through the power of the people um, that we're able to we're able to figure out what the general consensus is with democracy. That doesn't need to be democracy out of voting booth. That could just be in the streets. You know, do you agree with this? Shout. Do you agree with this? Shout. Whatever. I mean, that's simple, wild and out type stuff. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, I think there there's always questions that can't be asked but i think this community right now is asking a lot of questions uh one of the one of the main questions being you know especially from black folks is um you know we get that we have this zone now how are we going to make change we're we're making a protest statement by being in the chop which is the capitol hill occupied protest we're be, we're making a statement that hey there's no authority, there's no like quote unquote authority here, no police um, that can use excessive force against us. And, you know, we got, um, we got um, tear gas and flashbang for eight days straight. So people here realize that the systems that we have aren't really helping us because since we've been quote unquote liberated, um, you know, it's, it's more peaceful. We have community working together to do. Um, 
de-escalation, we're not going to call it the P word that everybody's scared of right now, um, de-escalation, you know, we're just working to make sure there's positivity coming in, positivity go or negativity going out, and we're just trying our best as a community to do that, and I believe in the power of the people to be able to do that. If you see a negative situation happening, most rational and positive people, especially ones that are taking place in their community, are going to it's going to be 99% versus 1%. And the 99%, as we're seeing right now, even if we take that to a global standpoint, the 99% is standing up against the 1%. That's a beautiful thing. Um, so that's kind of like a form of mass line, basically. Or we're trying to democratically reach into our community, ask them what they want to be represented on, and then represent that, and then feed that back into the community. We'll feed that into government, because we need legislation change. Oh, well, I, I meant within the, the, the CHOP community the first, community. And, and then back into the actual, you know, outside, the, <laughs> the autonomous area. Yeah. Um, there was an interesting thing, and I don't want to focus too yeah. much on this. Um, Go ahead. Uh, basically, the, 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 there was the Black Lives Matter, uh, people representing Black Lives Matter, and they're not official representatives, but they were really uh, harping on the fact, or, you know, not harping, I'm sorry to use that word, but uh, focusing on the fact that maybe the Native American struggle was, um, you know, leading the focus away from black lives and having a TP set up was uh, set up in the middle of the field was taken away from the black lives message and, and there were there was a fight a scuffle that broke out and how do you navigate that kind of situation and, and de-escalation in that and, um, so because if we get involved as non you know people that are black then you know are we are we uh, being, is it our place yeah is it our place um, thank you I'd say yes and no. It's our place as citizens, but it's also, um, there's factions, right? Like, we realize that different people come from different backgrounds. Um, there was an incident earlier where there was just tensions running high, arguments going on. Um, the TP wasn't in the middle of the baseball field. It was off to the corner. It wasn't, like, directly in the center of the soccer field at the middle, but, um, I mean, the human rights struggle is all humans. Um, Native people were, indigenous people were here first, and then um, African people were kidnapped um, as slaves. Um, and and this, so this was a very divisive back and forth. I, I was in the middle of it when they're shouting over each other, yeah. and I was trying to pull that out from them. And, and that's just so that's just opinions that are getting heated. You know, heated debate. Right. right. So um, this will happen in any angle against any different faction. It can. With with can, yeah. with the opinions, right, right. Um, can and you know will. I mean, just there's going to be escalations in every community. Right, right. Um, but then I went over there after I got you know reports of it on the walkie, and then after I got reports of it on the walkie, I went over there and everybody was talking about you know it was chilled out. So the, like I said, the community is able to like if you're t act actively out in the streets or whatever taking place in your community, you're able to de-escalate the situations as as the people. Right. Okay. Um, uh, maybe so. Maybe we could assert ourselves on their behalf. As long as you're not coming in with an aggressive, overbearing message, you can you can pit yourself against another person, even. But do not escalate that situation. Your, our, our goal is to de-escalate. Our goal is to understand why they're angry. They're um, regardless, they could have 
they could be homeless, they could have me me serious mental issues, they could be on drugs. We want to we want to treat them as human beings. Uh, when you walk around in this area, you realize that um, everybody, for the most part, is treating people like human beings, regardless of if they have a house, regardless what their income level is, regardless what their skin color is, uh, uh, gender, etc., etc., political affiliation, religious affiliation. We're looking at each other as equals, and it feels good for that. There's obviously always going to be negative energy. Otherwise, we wouldn't know what positive energy is. So, okay. uh, so a little bit of a different matter, but kind of on the same topic. Like I'm just making a podcast, trying to get my thing built up. It's cool up. to have information. It's cool to get information. I'm, right. I, I'm trying to document how this thing is happening, but also I could do other things while I'm here, and this can extend to other people that want to get involved. How do I start up? What do I do when I'm walking around here? What can I do? Just pick up trash? To get involved? Right, like right now. Oh, like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like you, as you right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could... Be with your um, barrier, the, your your um, perimeter people. How's it going? Perimeter, you could be doing very well. I've uh, I have pepper your, spray in my backpack. I can do that. You could be with your well. We our our goal of having no weapons, okay. Our, well, no, 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 no. We have people who are concealed carry. Okay. Our goal is to not use our weapons because we've seen what happens when we use excessive force. Our goal is to meet force with equal force, which is what you know we think. Uh, I was a, uh, I was a, I was a uh, um, security guard at City Hall last year. So yeah, okay, so. You've seen some stuff. A lot of a lot of homeless people. You have to use empathy and try yeah, to understand. Yeah, empathy people. because once you treat them like humans, they're able to calm down a little bit because they're used to being stepped over. They're used to being not looked Absolutely. at like they're humans. Absolutely. So once we're treating everybody like they're just a human being and we're judging them by the content of their character and we're understanding if they're angry or they're creating commotion, that we need to understand why they're doing it. Um, that's really important, I, I, I think. I, I feel like I'm, I'm draining you. <laughs> no, no, I've, I've been up for about 40 hours being on... Uh, I've taken a couple of mental health breaks, a couple sleep breaks, not too much, but I've been... Uh, um, just walking around perimeters and making sure that we have our information organized. And, I'm jacked so. up on coffee right now. I had like two and a half hours of sleep myself, so I, I understand where you're, where you're at. So yeah, let's get our hands dirty and actually help out a little bit with these things. People provided food all day to me. Other one too? Move it back. <laughs> well, that's one of the heavier ones. Do we want to move a lighter one back? Or no? That one? Okay. How heavy is it? That's the heavier one. It's not too heavy. Uh, do we have any Marxist Leninists over here? Anybody? Marxist? Marxist? You're a Marxist Leninist, and you as well. So it seems like 
Oh, we're <laughs> a lot of Marxist Leninists are gravitating towards security. <laughs> yeah, yeah, weird. <laughs> and, um, yeah, people can do whatever they want in there. I really haven't been paying attention to, you know, like... I'm, I'm recording this for a podcast. Is that okay, guys? Are you also as a vehicle, which is really good. So. It's still generally okay. Like, I did some shit with them before, but before I became, like, a full member, I split off and did shit locally with other people. Got it, got but. it. So it's just more, like, practical to just form smaller things? In our case, I think so, because none of us were, like, from Seattle. We're all, like... Got it. I have a lot of so my only issue is PSLs are like, I'm not like from Seattle, obviously, but most of their stuff here is focused around Seattle. You mind if I shove this thing in your face? I put some uh, sanitizer on it. Yeah, sure, sure. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, PSL is a pretty great org overall. Uh, I just wanted to focus on stuff that was more relevant to our area. Like, I'm from a little, like, uh, rural farm town, like 45 minutes south of here. Okay. So some of the stuff they're focused on here is... Covington. Covington. Yeah. Okay. Buckley. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty interesting. You're in the, like, that's like military area or no that's more yeah <laughs> um it's a, no it's still a bit away from jblm okay. um we do have people live right up next to jblm too though um but uh people who you know work on jblm, JBLM and stuff and neighbors are all pretty decent people you know? yeah. not like super chuddy like three percenter types or whatever it's just i just heard people. that there's security over there yeah yeah, yeah. I, i've noticed uh, there's a, a left orientation within the military which is yeah, important there's, there's definitely a growing it's a growing sentiment of, um, like, a former military turning to the left. Like, uh, in the Socialist Rifle Association, we're having more former military join in and stuff, which is great to see. I, you know, I don't have anything against service members, you know. I don't like the uh, military-industrial complex, obviously, but, um, you know, individuals, if they can, like, change their ways or change their minds about things, I'm cool with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there seems to be a, a pipeline from the military to the left. You start learning about about our history in South America and right. Middle Eastern countries and it starts oh, you know, to make you privy to what's going on now. And right, right, because you're sort of like just thrust uh, into like seeing all that shit face first when you're like in the military. Right, and dealing with it, you're like, wow, this is kind of fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think sometimes it becomes div divisive if I focus on like, oh, anarchists can't organize kind of thing, you know? Right, sure. I, yeah. I want to show critical support, but at yeah. the same time, that is a problem. Yeah, like, that's a focus of it's a apparent thing here. Yeah. Like, obviously, you know, I'll give anarchist shit sometimes, mostly jokingly. Like, I used to be a libertarian socialist. That's sort of uh, how I got into socialism. But, um, I mean, this is, like, really cool to see, you know? Absolutely. All, all the mutual aid coming together and supporting the community is great. I think um, an important question to ask is, like, the direction of this whole thing. You know, how is this going to end up? Will it spread to other locations in the country, maybe? And I don't really think anyone has a good idea yet. <laughs> so how do we signal a positive message? How do we uh, focus a narrative instead of being like, oh, Fox News says we have warlords and we're <laughs> yeah. fucking kids, uh, I, the, the Lord, of, Lord of the Flies yeah. kind of situation? I think having some sort of formal, like, leadership uh, hmm. process to like uh, you know deal deal stuff internally would be a good start um, maybe a representative of each community to yeah, vote yeah. on stuff yeah that would be that would be a great thing because I, I seen you know a native elder being like harassed by some people not even a part of the black lives specific you know movement and it turned into a fight and I was like ah oh, shit man how do we I felt like this was a struggle session for the Native Americans that don't deserve that. Yeah. 
So I, I don't. I don't know. Is there? So I don't know. Maybe we need a warlord, a benevolent, <laughs> benevolent warlord, to force us to organize and to to benevolent to despot. <laughs> Raz the Revolutionary? No, like I saw it, like a, like a, uh, I saw like a news article that said Raz is like the, war, the warlord of Chaz. Like, what the hell is he here? What the fuck? Yeah, I love that meme. That's like my favorite thing right now. It's like, I haven't seen him at all. And it's like, we have a warlord? <laughs> and um, basically, uh, those are the ideas that culminated from the CyberSign project. And then I guess how they developed towards his thinking in the 90s, how to apply those things. And so we have better technology than then. Why are they still not being applied? I think I think that in some sense, they are being applied. Like we always hear about like the algorithm that controls how things are being advertised. I think that can be thought of as like a capitalist precursor to a future Cyberson-like program. We already have bots and AI managing large amounts of the economy. We, are, we have bots trading stocks. We have so the technology is being utilized, but it's being utilized in a capitalistic manner instead of being used in a more cybersyn-like manner for actually planning and like resource allocation. So how to socialize that? And then uh, I know as, as pro- problematic as it is, China is our. They are applying big data and AI to these kind of things. They are doing cybersyn on that large, the largest scale possible with all the data they collect. And I know. People get scared of the authoritarian thing, but what happens when this? Oh, here we go. But what happens when a state represents your best interest with that data, that yeah. level of, <laughs> even as if it's intrusive? That that's an interesting thing. But yeah, so you're right. It's already happening. How to socialize that? And that means, do we take over? Take over the heart of Facebook and just? I think, I think it's um, interesting because. Throughout the 20th century, a main debate was about the socialist calculation problem. It was like, you can't possibly get enough information and data to calculate what we need for a whole economy. And like, oh, but we can't. <laughs> I mean, look at Facebook, look at Google, look at YouTube. Right. They're collecting the data. We have the means to collect data for an economic model that we can use to like, predict um, future uh, work plans. Like, we 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 have the technology. Purchasing we have behavior. the mathematical skills. Everything is in place for us to use cybernetics to um, help us aid and plan an economy. Sorry for that. All the technology, because all that needs to be done is it's a, it's it's on the social front now. So like while we're out here trying to change stuff. We're out here trying to change stuff, and once this stuff gets changed, that's when we can start implementing. We can start rewiring what is being used in a capitalist manner to start working for the people. So the superstructure has to be tied back into taking over the server, the you know endless servers that exist, mm-hmm. and and actually, so but we do have to physically take those servers. Yes, the, back. Fi- the servers are eventually are going to have to be physically taken. Um, and really, that's, I guess that's what's stopping us, is like, if we can get a hold of those servers, I have a bachelor's degree in applied mathematics. Very cool. So what I really, I love looking into economic problems like, like this and looking into how to model um, like a planned economy mm-hmm. because, because that's, that's, that's I, think, I think this um, cybernetic, this cybernetic, this 
It's okay, man. Oh, uh, I can edit all this. No. So the so this like this cybernetic solution is a great solution to. So like a common problem I encounter is like okay, so post revolution, how are resources going to be distributed? Like, is it going to be like the Soviet Union where there is some kind of currency? Are we going to use labor vouchers? Or are we going to go straight into a system of calculation and kind where resources are directly distributed to the people? And the thing is, the thing is, is with this technology, we are able to completely bypass any need that's, for currencies and any need for labor vouchers immediately. So I'm a Marxist Leninist, but I like that, you know, through through this Facebook group, I, this is kind of, and, and, and there's still a lot of potential there. I, I hope there's, it can grow from here, but um, it, it, I think this is a unifying factor this technology or this yeah, way of no. thinking about it cybernetics basically and reaching, reaching. I, I think computers were the thing oh, sorry. so like i think so like as marxists we see the the um history as like a materialistic evolution as technology improves new modes of production come about and i think that with with the rise of computer technology, I really think that that was the technological spark we needed to make socialism work. Because the Soviet Union, it it had its good stuff, but I mean, it inevitably collapsed. And I think a lot of that was down to um, how their economy was structured. And it was structured that way because they didn't have access to the vast computing technology that we have today. Yeah. So I think that the technology we have today is the technology that socialists have been waiting for for hundreds of years. Like, we are ready now. Like, all the material conditions are in place. All that needs to happen is the societal push. Caveats to that, like, you know, Stafford Beer was thinking it's all just a management issue, but you have to do the social thing too. You have to get you have to get the propaganda out there. You got to get people to buy into this. So they're not going to report the accurate numbers. They're not going to show up to, on time to the jobs that they're supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. So they have to understand this relation of things. And capitalism and that right now exists to stand on our necks in so many ways. You know, if we could get them off of our necks through something like this, maybe uh, we could build something better. Um, I'm really. And uh, this touches on stuff that Stafford Beer did, and before him, um, Norbert Wiener, before that. And this this is almost a socialist tradition from the inception of these this way of thinking. But I'm talking a lot of shit. I've only briefly gone over any of this stuff. Very, very what, so what's this podcast? Marxist Think Tank podcast. Marxist Think Tank. We want to ask, we've, through this cybernetic way of doing things, using Facebook and other methods, uh, means eventually, we want to get your ideas, and we want to use uh, Triz to analyze those ideas, uh, the problems, and apply solutions. got a cigarette. We can light it for you. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. Play is going to swing at me. Oh, my God. I didn't know what that was about. Just Robbie, he's good. Okay. <laughs> okay. Also be We're being attacked. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I don't. I don't know what else. I, I'm yeah, kind of. Basically, I talk a lot of shit. I have to have a podcast, so I got to fill up a lot of time. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I talk more shit about uh, cybernetics and all this than I've read. But there is one book you should probably look into if you haven't already. Uh, Norbert Wiener's book on the human use of human beings. 
I audio booked it because I don't want to sit down to read it. I, I, I'm too ADD. But uh, check that out. That all the listeners as well. Human, the human use of human beings. Really good book. Norbert Wiener, the, the grandfather of cybernetics. Yeah, no, I'm definitely. I'm gonna check that out because I've been doing. I kind of give myself little summer projects. Yeah. So my summer project now to, um, for this summer is to look into mathematical and computerized solutions. To, if if like, you're good with math, you're gonna love this. Obviously, I'm you're gonna love it. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna um, love it. Um, I'm gonna sign out from there. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. First lives matter. Black lives matter. Who's lives matter? Black lives matter. No justice. No peace. No justice. No peace. So we're meeting back up with the outpost on 13th and Pine, where the, the our quote-unquote Antifa super soldiers, just just good people, setting up watch to you know make sure there's no crazies coming in or you know no no bad spirits. Thank you. I, I've been up. <laughs> I've had two hours of sleep. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so okay. So. Uh, so without unpacking the whole thing, or I could sit here as long as you want. I don't know if you have the energy for it, but what's the TLDR of that transition, I guess? I wanted to be a good person, and being good makes me feel good. And you can't be a good person and hate someone for the crime of their birth. No one gets to choose what color skin they are in, who their parents are, and... So it's evil to punish someone for that. And I don't want to be evil. But how do you get out of one... Sorry, this thing keeps on pulling off. Uh, one echo chamber, how do you... How, are you just exposed to the right elements, or do you fall upon this information? What, what was the catalyst? You talk to new people. You, you broaden your horizon. I got into that belief because the only people I was dealing with was a handful of idiots because they're the only people who would be my friends. So I, if I wanted to be their friends, I had to follow their belief, and I wanted friends. But So it's like a gang, basically. Yeah. It, it's, it doesn't matter if you're Crip or Bloods or just whatever. Yeah, it, it's a gang of thugs who want to feel like they're right, but... Fuck your feels, just the facts. Right, right. Too many people get blinded to logic by their emotions because they want to feel good. They don't want to know how bad it really is. But if you feel good about being in a shithole, you're going to want to stay there. If you know how bad it is, you can work on fixing it. A lot of it, especially with Stefan Molyneux, because we know how he tries to assert that it is logical to feel this way, right? <laughs> no, it's there's nothing logical about emotions. Those two are two completely different things. But, but, they, but, they, but they pitch it as logic. You, you understand what I'm saying there? Like, they pitch it as like, yeah, oh, and that, yeah. that sounds like cult behavior. Right, and it becomes an emotional thing based on that to believe it's logic. It's a self-fulfilling, uh, yeah. syllogistic thinking, I guess. But if it was truly logical, it could support itself purely on the facts. Right, right. If, if you have to turn to emotion to win your point, it's not a logical argument. Right. The way to defeat those guys is turn to the hierarchy of debate. Uh, 
the the finest point of holding a debate is refuting the central point. That's like and at the very bottom is calling someone an asshat. If you can't refute the point, if you cannot directly oppose it with facts. You're just going down the chain. So if you can't engage in dialectical discourse and you return back to rhetoric and joking and sarcasm and memes, then you're kind of just falling for your own bullshit that you asserted as logic. Yeah. My mom and dad had a great line. If you're having an argument with someone, the first person to get mad loses. Uh, That's very good. That's really intuitive. That's intelligent. I I like that a lot. Um... I wish more people took that that up, and that actually probably helped you get out of a lot of yeah having that understanding got you out. Just you know, I like the Vulcan approach. Logic, just logic. Emotions are fine. Emotions are great, but you have to use your facts. You have to use your logic. So, so is fascism? Fascism just ends up being all aesthetic and emotion. Then uh, yeah, it makes you feel good. I don't want you to feel good. I want you to know. I want you to understand. I want just the facts. And, and hey, that ends up being a good feeling in the end anyway. So yeah. uh, <laughs> there, There's nothing better than being proven right and having someone go, actually, you've got a point. Because one of my greatest hobbies in life is changing minds. You can't change your mind if you start off going, well, you're a fucking idiot and you're wrong and blah, blah, blah. No. You go, but why though? But why though? And and self criticism has helped me personally. Sorry to jump in on your thing, but this has helped me as well. Um, you you see your own flaws to become right again. If you can see where you're wrong, then you've just become right, and you keep on following that that within yourself. And I think that's like a Marxist progression of thinking. I guess is that that leads to Mark. Watch out, you might become a communist <laughs> if you think logically. If you can't accept when you are wrong. You will never be right, no matter how you try and spin it. If you can't take all of the emotion out of your position and just support it with the facts of the matter, your position is unsound, and it will fall apart. Got it, got it. Um, What's a unique thing that uh, you think gets overlooked um, when people ask you about this transition? Uh, What's something you would focus on or some minute thing that might be seemingly unimportant that gets overlooked? If you could think of it. So I could even pause this if you think one. I got one. People will talk about the nature of good and evil all over the place. I've boiled it down with the scientific process. Good, helping others at the expense of the self. Evil, helping the self at the expense of others. If you can't boil down what you're doing to those two things, try harder. Boom. (laughs) All right, man. And where can they find you again? Because I... I keep on forgetting that name. My name is Earl McDaniel. No I. Or you can find me as Rage Brew. Rage Brew, like brewing beer? Yep. Rage Brew. Okay, that now I can remember it because yeah. Thank you, man. No really problem. appreciate your time. Thank you. I'm gonna go get an energy drink. You want some food, man? I hope so. I the guess. food truck just pulled up. All right, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go for some stuff. Come get, come get you some food, guys. 
was wondering, like, is there like any specific major donors to this thing without maybe giving specific names? Specific but... major donors? So, <laughs> or however, I'll better. definitely tell you that whoever's telling you that there's one specific donor is so shit. Uh, okay, so there, but uh, without like giving names, I guess, because maybe, I don't know. Uh, there aren't any like names to really give. There's a lot of different okay. levels of people and it goes up fairly far, so. Okay, it's Probably just a matter of networking and like. Depending on what you need, like I can put a signal out that can reach like all sorts of people because of who I am. So that's really what it comes down to. All right, that's pretty awesome, actually. Do you think we could this can be maintained until um, some of the uh, um, yeah uh, any of the when the de demands are reached? Basically, do you think uh, I don't? I'm not here because of the demands. Um, it's not about the demands. I don't think any. I know they put the demands up and that's fine, but everybody keeps changing their mind. Any man, I showed up here. Just because I knew there was a problem and they attacked me and I'm just going to keep being out here until I don't have to feel like, oh, like sorry, those other people. I don't know, there's just, if you read, like, there's new names that I learn from this thing every day. It's like there's no end to this and, like, there needs to be people, you know, white people cause this. There needs to be people just actively on the ground working and dedicating themselves and their life to fixing this and that's one of the things that I know I think there's going to be more and more people doing that especially once they realize like what like these people are just giving away things for the, the people that are becoming leaders are like the people that were just out there trying to, to do things for free and trying to get things done and then everybody started flocking to them so I think just that example of you know communal services and stuff like that is really more it's more it's about a lot more than it demands so you become in my a, eyes, at least. You become a de facto facilitator of people's needs just because you become almost like a, a, a operator of some sort, um, connecting people to other people maybe to fulfill their requests. Is yeah, that, is that what you, yeah. I mean, to some extent, yeah. And connecting people. I mean, not everybody does that. But I mean, this is eventually, yes, resource. And, and that's what... Kind of everybody does that. Yeah, everybody connects with themselves. This guy's important. This person can help me. This is like people to start working together. But like, I was here before anything. Like, And then I became friends with people without ever knowing their face because we were at the front line for like so the nights on end. So. so the organization just, your network just starts building and you start um, kind of just autonomously figuring this out. It just works itself out eventually. Basically. Yeah, I mean, whatever you're trying to like start or like whatever responsibility you pick up or try to throw in the air, there's no shortage, I guess, of people that want to grab it. Um, I would say there's now there isn't really there's just more people showing up every day that are just willing to take on responsibility. So, and I, I feel like it's also like the very direct like expression of like what it means to be a grassroots movement. Mm. It's that like there are so many roles to fill there are so many people willing to fill them that it's just like it, it while it doesn't necessarily have any centralized leadership it seems like people are very very invested and like genuinely impassioned to like fill any spot that they can like even just doing this barricade security i mean like if you went further in like it was more like maybe it was getting a little bit away from like the actual like message or the purpose of what this occupying space is um, it was still like a, this like incredible beautiful community of like you know children playing and and people discussing like race relations in this in this country and, and the institution of policing it's like the people that are out here are like filling a spot and the people that are in there are filling a spot and 
this guy is like filling a huge spot. Absolutely. You know, I mean, and, and allowing the, the people out here to thrive and, and, and connecting, you know, each space to another through this like conduit. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. and yeah. like, like, it's just like everybody has that. Everybody has some degree of role. Just your body being here is like so. All we much. need is presence. Presence. And All you need is presence. Yeah, I think from the get-go, anybody that just showed up with a calm presence was a huge, huge asset. Yeah. Because um, obviously there was people that were pushed to the edge, rightfully so, um, because they just didn't know how to live anymore, and it destroys a human being that you push that far. And then there was a lot of people who made sure that, that that anger was actually not seen as, like, an evil thing. And I think that's what this is. It's supposed to show that all this looting and all the stuff that was happening, that's not, that was a reaction to, to really just inhumane things. Uh, so one one thing that uh, worries me, I'm a, I don't want to worry too much. Sure. Uh, focus on solutions rather than problems. But one thing is, is what if uh, we start losing a little bit of momentum? Can we keep up the donations? Can we keep up facilitating people's needs? To we will not lose momentum. Uh, so I think it is one of the. We are a pendulum. Yeah, I think I think what's unique about this moment is that it seems we we've been having these type of protests for years, a decade, for a de- well, at, least, at least a decade. Yeah, I mean, you can you know, go back to Rodney King and then just keep on going back and back and back. You know, like Gandhi missed a peaceful protest. Yeah, like they had peaceful. What is it like a peaceful resistance? Yeah. Peaceful this experience. This this this. This outrage, this desperate cry of emotion has been here for so long, for so long. And it might be getting, I think it's getting proper attention and proper proper discipline towards right now. And I think regardless of what happens to, to this space that is Capitol Hill, I think there is a broader movement going on nationally that there, there is an awakening of the collective conscious in, in towards a, a reforming of our entire criminal justice system. And, and so whatever happens here, I think that this is a testament to the, the passion and, and, and the reality of what this situation calls for. But I think there, there, there is something changing right now. Racism, though. I, I do think, like, I know we put, even if it was about police brutality at first, I think that's part of the reason why I'm like, like not afraid of the Hells Angels. Yeah. Because they have started as community protectors, and I know they've showed up. And, like, you told me that like, one of my friends was really concerned and felt disrespected that I wasn't. But, like, straight up, you, like, that's the reaction you get is like, they show up and they realize, yeah, this isn't, there's no leadership, there's no nothing. It's just people trying to, like, protect communities and, like, do the right thing. And that, that's really really contagious and that's why this is not going to lose any momentum i mean yeah that's that's a part of the human uh experience in 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 global political systems is that when when there is an absence of of real protection of a community Mm. and real leadership of a community that need will be fulfilled yeah that the people will fill that void in whatever when when there's oppression there is depression of Mm. course yeah Absolutely. Well, economically, even speaking of which, you know, we're going to head towards a shitter, so this yeah. might be the start of a long term thing. Oh, yeah. Really. And I, I don't, I don't even. Fight. It's going to be a long fight. It's a marathon. It's, I, 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 I think that's the, the one thing that I hope people really understand 
about not just key. yeah, not just like the the criminal justice system, but the broader political reality of both this country and the world is very scary. It it is a terrifying reality, and if we want to win this fight. For, for humanity itself, for, for, for human empathy and compassion, we have to be in it for the long haul. This is a marathon, not a sprint. Like, we have to be willing to show up at the ballot box. You know, we have to be willing to demand change that we want to see, that we need to see, and then hold our leaders accountable, regardless of their party, if they're not fulfilling that demand. So... There, the, the, we I see a lot of people kind Weird. of gathering around the. Um, that happens. I would I would say class is the underlying through line of any real problem in society because because I mean you go back to the roots of slavery. Slavery is an economic crime by nature, and then they have to provide moral justification for that. And that you know building off of, of tribalism and, and a lot of like the imperial instincts of Europe back in the day. You know, they could designate uh, black culture, Slavs, Slavs, yeah, or first, Slavs, yeah. or, or really anybody to be the the lesser than. No, that was the, that was the first target was the, the Slavic course. people. Right? Yeah. yeah. Did somebody want a coffee? Absolutely. I mean, I'll take the coffee. <laughs> and like that economic instinct to 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 profit off the subjugation of your fellow man mm. built. In, in a very real degree, the institution of slavery in this country. And then now it is metastasized and, and morphed into this entirely different system that still has its roots in that. Like, you know, it, it nothing has really changed. It's just how it expresses has has shifted. I, I hear a lot of the... I, I listen to a lot of uh, right-winger... Uh, uh, Stefan Molyneux-type people, if you heard of that. Uh, they, they talk about um, in groups and out groups, and I have to agree with them on this one thing because that's a class understanding. I can't see how they don't understand the class issue from that, which is interesting. They can class see that war- class it, warfare is all that's happening right now. Exactly, uh, uh, and it just if, takes effect in so many different different ways. Different it, ways, and race is one mechanism of oppression, of a part of the class structure, right, and. Uh, uh, this in-group, out-group thing, you're not going to see as explicit of uh, racism as you're going to see in the 60s. You still do in the South, for sure. Right. You still do in certain parts of Seattle, even, which is weird. Eventually, it'll be a class and religious war. Oh, yeah, that, I mean, that'd it's kind of building. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely building in that in that direction. Like, of course. Uh, it's so, so the... Um, especially, it, it, especially, just to add, it's just yeah. like, uh, within the last... I mean, really since, like, neoliberalism has really gripped society, but particularly within the last 10 to 15 years, we have seen an undergoing of our legal understanding of money to be uh, an institution of speech and also, to some degree, an institution of morality. That's what I was going to go towards. Right. And, And if we have... If we're able to trace back all the way to the root that there has been some degree of economic terrorism on uh, the black community, indigenous communities, the quote-unquote other communities. Um, And we have seen a development of our economic understanding to be that your morality is connected to your wealth. And we have forced, we have subjugated people into poverty. And we now have this, this moral justification of like, they deserve that poverty. Then we can start, uh, you know, imprisoning them for the crimes that 
are birthed out of uh, very low socioeconomic status. So the value system of the aristocracy begin, begins to reify, the system begins to even, on, uh, around racial differences, actually amplify those differences, no matter yeah. how, how uh, uh, small they are, they begin to become uh, yeah. big, bigger things. Of and, course. You know, so that's why I point out, yeah. Slavs were, you know, that... There were whites against whites. It's yeah. amazing. So now we just found another tribe to right. go against. And it, yeah, that's the thing. what I was going to go towards with this was a uh, you can have a network of people. If all my homies are white, uh, you know, suburban kids, they're going to get white suburban opportunities, yes. and, and it becomes the racial thing sure. becomes like, oh, I don't have any black <laughs> homies. Just by chance, I they don't get opportunities yeah, that yeah. we get. You know and, what the craziest thing? So I'm a military brat. Gotcha. Um, which means every couple of years I move to like a radically different place. Um, and one of the things that I experienced growing up is I pretty much moved to every region in the United States. I lived in Alabama, I lived in Puerto Rico, I lived in Detroit, I lived in Northern California, I lived in New York City and New Jersey. Um, and I, at certain places in that history, I was in areas that aren't even comprehensible to somebody that might have grown up in upper middle class white suburbia. Mm-hmm. You know, I like I walk, um, and like there I mean they had there was they were like a converted prison into a high school and three of their four stories you can go to the bathrooms because they're run by gangs and there was forty to fifty police officers on the first uh, floor. Do, do, do you know what a what a is that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean public know what the projects are? Yeah. But I was on a military base, so it was like a weird like degree of privilege, but like I was outside of it, but a spectator to the reality. What I'm wondering is there's a lot of poverty around the military bases to kind of yeah. siphon from the community yeah. opportunity. Oh, yeah. here's if an opportunity. As a society, I would like to build it so that there are no executioners. That's, yeah. that's a pretty good focus. I would I, I think the problem with or I, this is the thing is like I don't even know if it's a problem but I, I think it's an issue that the government joining the military as an impoverished person is a to get out of prison basically I mean there there are there's, I mean it's kind of wild how much mm, will comes, be again there's, it's kind of wild how much comes from joining the military. Like, you still get a pension. My, my dad's already retired. He's like yeah, 45. You know, you know how fucked up all my military buddies are? Well, if you choose, if you get the right job, like, my dad was in the Coast Guard. Like, I mean, that's just, like, completely domestic. Like, I mean, like, he has PTSD because he was a rescue swimmer and shit, but, like... PTSD, cancer, fucking... Right. Yeah. Everything. There's, there's they, they, they literally destroy your body. Uh, if you don't feel comfortable with me sticking that in your face, just let me know. I just want to make sure I get. Alright, I'm recording you too. Okay, fair enough. But yeah, it's like the, the the military does provide a lot of like economic opportunity and like to some degree safeguard, even if it isn't like a lot of money. Um, and the fact that they. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. No peace. No racist police! Police. (laughs) No No peace! No brushing! Police! (laughs) I want to keep going to something. It's like the fact that the government provides that type of 
opportunity and security, but only through the military. The socialism. That is security, that. Security is a false concept. Well, yeah. Safety the, is a false the, concept. The fucked up thing is the military is kind of yeah, actually has real security. security. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, we have no cops in this entire block, and it's like one of the like most like nice little festive communities I've seen. They're basically just their ego is showing, and like it doesn't matter if you have an agenda as a leader, it shows. And if that agenda isn't actually fully for your people, then it doesn't like the tiniest variation becomes really, really bad over time, and that's what we're seeing right now. Yeah, like our leaders bad. aren't standing for us. Like the leaders that are down here, they are, and everybody knows they exist. We just don't know who exactly they are and how it's functioning because there isn't a single person. So, are we a Marxist-Leninist in here, or do what is the ideological bent? I guess I would. I would say that if you stop trying to put ideological senses on it, then everything just works by itself. Sure. You can't have a system functioning in a way that a single human understands it. That's the whole problem of leadership. It doesn't work, plain and simple. Everybody needs to not know what they're doing in order to do what they are perfectly. Skills, that's why. It's a singular simulation thing. The, 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 only, the only way to get out of that is not a system. Yeah, the, the whole point is that once you try and... Ronnie, yeah, we're doing just a quick minute check. Sure? Make sure everyone has everything. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. We'll put it Man, they make the video real quick. They gonna get, they got it. No, but you could have told somebody. I just smoked fire. All right. In a music video being shot in front of the police station. Uh, there's a little bit of a bonfire in front of the American flag, upside down American flag. Uh, so basically, that situation was just somebody told uh, the guy shooting the music video that he has to stop and put out the fire. It did look a little bit out of control, and it's bad because they don't want the building to burn down, and they're uh, very afraid of arsonists in the situation. Um, <clears throat> Uh, basically, yeah, because I think there's tenants above the police station, something like this, or there's public housing attached to this somehow. I don't know this exactly, but yeah, there's there's stuff attached to this building that they don't want burnt down, and it is a. Uh, didn't look like it was getting too out of control, but I guess the guy just stepped in aggressively to stop it, and that was the issue. The situation resolved itself, so it's all good. What is the what happens if the police try to bum rush? You know, like is there some? They're not going. We've to. already been back to work on Friday. A few officers worked on Friday. We're not expecting any bum rush. Okay. They came in on Thursday and looked at the building, reevaluated. Right. Brought in probably five, six, seven officers on Friday. They worked up in parts. We're assuming they're going to 
going to tomorrow. Okay. So we just make sure shit doesn't get burnt out. So yeah. yeah. Honestly, that's we we don't. So fending off arsons. That's yeah. the big goal. Yeah, the dude is throwing cans today, and yeah, it's like it's like hey hey, that's not what we're doing here. Stop throwing cans. Let's walk you away, and then you know, because some people want to bring negativity, but it's like that's not what the moment's about. It's about letting people speak. Who, who this is great about. So this is like, and this is a big bartering chip for the movement here. This precinct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also for the community. Like, they don't want it to get burned down. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It's attached to other stuff here as well. So that's, that's important. Oh. So this, so, so this is just watching out for other people not here in the chat. Uh, uh, chop. Okay. All right, guys. So that was us just in front of the uh, police station um, with the people camping out. And basically... Yeah, they're just just uh, uh, standing guard, defending off any offenders, people trying to fuck up the police station because uh, I guess they're allowing the police to work there in a limited capacity. Um, I guess that still has to be done. So it's 1 a.m. right now. I'm just walking around. The place is mm, a very small percentage, uh, maybe a 20th of the people that were here earlier. Most of the people left around 11. So we have tent after tent after tent out here in the park. Maybe 50, 60 plus tents. More than that even. It's quite a lot. Um, we keep the momentum going, I guess, would be the, would be a different way of approaching that. Um, honestly, it's just a matter of maintaining peace. It's a matter of maintaining the message of nonviolence, seeking to, you know, achieve these reforms and end the changes. Um, just playing it the right way. Okay, and there's like a list of three to uh, twelve demands, or am I? Is... I'm to be honest, I'm not yeah, okay. the okay. most. Honest. I'm just volunteering at the wall. That's 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 fine. But there's demands that need to be met. And um, what's, what, what kind of like PR presence do we need to maintain to uh, assert that we're a peaceful presence looking for, you know? Basically being yeah. peaceful. Not, Be, being peaceful. <laughs> not having violent activity but, going on, not causing a ruckus to the point where the community turns against us. Right. We've, you know, made some compromises with the community so that way we can make sure everybody's on the right page, on the same page with each other as far as access to buildings and whatnot. Right. Um, Shutting off music maybe at a certain time. Pretty much kind of keeping just whatever we can to keep the community happy and on board with us. Right. It's just still the weekend. It's kind of wild and out for the weekend, but it's, that's to be, that's Capitol Hill even, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Um, to put something out there, what, are, what is something people are overlooking uh, in the news or even in, in... I mean, really just the differences between what you've seen here on the ground, here in the area... And compared to what you've seen portrayed in the news, how the media has been portraying it, how different biases have played into the perspectives on this. Yeah, have you and seen like Fox News and all that? I've heard about the the, the Photoshop, yeah, uh, yeah. same guy photoshopped into like three different places in the same position, like it's obvious Photoshop. Do you know we have a warlord as well? You've known about that one? It's a good, it's a good I mean, I've, I've, I've caught wind of the extortionary measures. Uh, everybody coming in is getting shook down. Um, there's guns everywhere. 
So, I mean, you know, when it comes to the extortionary measures, we do advise going to the uh, the businesses around here. Make sure you pay your extortion, extortionary payments. Shake them down. Shake them down. Yeah, absolutely. You know, go get shook down at the stores and then the shops in the near area to this. And for people that don't understand sarcasm, we're being sarcastic, okay? To the fullest extent possible, sarcastic deadpan. What, what have what is the more interesting task that you have to carry out or is it just more about being the mundane task of standing it's really the just being here and maintaining this presence you know when we were having cars coming during the day to bring supplies in for, for donations and whatnot um, really what we're trying to do is just maintain a presence so that way Charleston 2.0 doesn't happen it's kind of the idea to you know be have this maintained barricade here. And, you know, we've got it in position so that the residents are able to access their building now. Um, and also so that way if we have people coming in and out with donations, that we can get them going in the right direction and all that and put them where they need couple to be. A couple scuffles that break out. How, how do we, would you guys just like assert yourselves into that situation to break it up? Or It's I mean, all about conflict de-escalation. We're not here to get loud and get crazy. We're here to be here peacefully and non-violently. If you bring violence to this place, you're not bringing an allied perspective. You're not bringing an allied energy. We don't want violence here. We don't need violence here. This needs to be peaceful so as to maintain unity within the community. All right, right, right. Uh, uh, yeah, exactly. I like that. Okay. All right, well, thank you very much for your time. Uh, do you have a nickname or something you Tex. want to go by? Tex? Okay, thank you, Tex. Indeed. Me? Well, whoever wants to, uh, yeah. I can say one thing and then leave. Sure, sure, sure. I was just, uh, I seen you shooting a music video over there and your, okay. your, your signal boosting. But I'm going to ask you a question too. Please do. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you're signal boosting something that's good and you're putting it in art and I, got you. I think like hip hop has not been political at all or at least like underground hip hop has been the only political stuff. But now it's going mainstream and that's like, hasn't been that way since Pac at least, you know, so but, yeah. I, I, like, is this just a wave, or can we like turn this into something real big, or, or is this? I don't know. How would you? How would you mold? It's that? all going to be if people want to listen to it. So right now, people are, are open to listening to it because they're actually seeing it. It's different when it ain't really going on, and then you don't want to hear that. Like, like J Cole and Kendrick, and right. they've been rapping like that, you know, been rapping like that. But, but you know, everybody wants that. Like little baby though, it's like yeah, the, yeah, young, he, the younger people are. Yeah. And it was good for him to even do that because it showed he like, he ain't just one dimensional, you know. Yeah, he rap about the, you know, street shit, but there's real shit going on too, you know. Right. And I mean, rap is just a story of life anyway. So if yeah. he's rapping about the streets, that's where he's from. So yeah. freedom of speech should never be held against the man if it's one of your rights. So art reflects life. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Okay. What questions should should what did you want to ask me? I guess. Okay. Do you have a loved one that's passed away that you wish was still here? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. Now, if all this had to go on for that loved one to come back, would you okay it? Oh, I would do more than that. Yeah. <laughs> See how many people are gone? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, life is priceless. I, I feel like this isn't far this enough. This isn't enough. It's not enough. So uh, when that you have you seen that lady? She says we need to burn this shit down. Like go. that's what needs to happen in this but country. But did you see what happened to me? Uh, well, you know what? They're, they're a little, they're on edge because they don't want arsonists there. That's it. That's all. Nobody's trying to. Burn yeah, they didn't. They didn't. From afar, it looked like somebody was. That's why. That's yeah, a good. You come up next question, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. We told you what we were doing. You see, if you looked, you would have seen. They just showed the video. They yeah. seen Thomas in. Happy to six of stood back, yeah. and the only one guy came through. I think people have adrenaline uh, coursing through them because no, they're, they're going to. 
I think you guys were doing good. They just didn't understand the situation. By the time they got there, they're obligated to to enforce stuff, you know. Um. Okay. Thank you. You want to be on a podcast? podcast. You want to freestyle over it? I mean, I'm not that, I'm not that good at free freestyle. Oh, I just heard you doing it in the middle of the street, so I was like, all right, throw. All right. Wait, oh, let them know who you are, too. Yeah, Miles St. Kitts from Seattle, Washington. Yeah. I just want the city to know I'm breathing real slow But I'm gonna be here Until I see the fear end I'm never gonna represent the SPT Cause they fucking be taking me With all the other fucking Nations in this country That really don't want us to see Their fucking greed And they fucking need us to bleed So they can fucking profit off the fucking news They cough out at us And they fucking gonna become bad us I'm fucking gonna be the saddest when my fucking grandma passes Cause of coronavirus made by the masses I ain't gonna be here until my life is contrasted Yeah Hey man, I hope that was good for you Cause like, I, honestly, I, I come here in the middle of the night And I need to, I need to let everybody know that I'm listen, That they can play whatever song off they want off my phone And they can, they can be as free as they want to This is, this is a protest but also, it's about being free. It's about who, being who you are. And I want to let people to know, like every time they, they see a ser- I see a serious face on their on their face, and they look they look sad, and they look like they can't they can't be here anymore. I want them to know that this is this is a good thing. This is a good thing, and they don't have to be sad about it because we're changing the way things are in, in the city. Maybe it's, time, maybe it's time to get mad about it. Put put energy for positive change through the anger. That is exactly true. That is exactly true right there. And I want to spread positive energy to the people that are front lines. And I'm trying to be the front lines for the midnight shift. I want people to be more enthusiastic to come here. I see a couple of my friends here, but I don't see many people here past the party that I was here. You know, that was a cool party and stuff, but not many people stayed around to uh, make sure the barricades do not get breached, do not uh, basically destroy the way, way of life that we created here. And I, you know? That's kind of I've seen a in two days the message changed from like we got this place we're celebrating to like hey now you know this isn't Coachella this isn't exactly. you know the- I I freestyle and I'm trying to freestyle about our lives freestyle about Seattle people and, and keep it to that because I want people to approach me thinking oh this person's singing this person is like you know they're trying to be free with themselves but I want them to hear the message within it and I want them to. Art reflects life. Yeah, exactly. I want them to reflect it because a lot of people, a lot of people are trying to strive to be artists in Seattle, and I want them to reflect it in the situation that we're battling now. You know, mainstream hip hop, club hip hop, which is like, you know, like I don't, I mean, underground hip hop and like backpack, backpacker hip hop is real hip hop, but we need that club element to make it like really sign off on it being cool. So now it's like being political has gone mainstream. Being political has gone mainstream, but also there's a lot of people that have been political through media and not necessarily putting it on the front, on their on their sleeve, in the front sleeve. Well, I, I'm not saying mainstream is a bad thing. I think it's like the the it's all, all converging. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good to have everything mainstream, but at the same time, I want people to still understand they need to believe this what they say. Yeah, to believe what they're talking about. It's, it's not just hopping on the next wave of things, and that's exactly. Exactly. But a lot of people in Seattle are actually, they, they believe it. 
they believe it. I feel like this whole battle, this whole, this whole thing we're trying to do is to show other states that they don't have to be beholden the way they are to their sheriff. Just because they're conservative, conservative doesn't mean they need to be breathing the toxic air that they're they fucking ingest, basically pushed by Trump. Basically, Trump is, when he gets a hold of these states, they have to live by laws that aren't going to be necessarily going towards them at all. And they still, they still believe it. They still vote for it because it's Trump. Anyways. Well, no, yeah, yeah, that just hurts. To, I can't do the slop squat like that. Oh, no, you're good. <laughs> uh, Minneapolis, I wish I could do that. Well, I guess the backpack's messing me up oh, on yeah. that one, but... Uh, Minneapolis signaled to the rest of the states The state signaled to the world That it's okay to fucking cause chaos And fuck some shit up and take it back I mean, it's about time we do that um, Everybody was so afraid until Minneapolis shows uh, so what, they, what they represent As uh, a, a, uh, a fight back And we... You know, we would do we have tons of protests. So if you think, think about like four years ago, or yeah, about four years ago, you know, in Seattle we had lots of uh, Trump tests and uh, Trump protests, and we've locked down many stores and stuff. I remember when I was working at McDonald's and I had to close the doors. I locked the doors and just for these protests and stuff. But they weren't doing much damage. They did. They made maybe like blew up a car, like one car. And but this, but this protest, they got rid of five cars. This one person, this one lady, got rid of five police cars. People broke into almost every mainstream business over by, you know, the, the shopping centers and stuff. I don't agree with violence and, you know, hurting other people, but when it comes to showing retaliation against the against the force that's taking lives, these stores are nothing compared to what people are worth. Right. Exactly. It takes away from the real focus. It's almost a moot point uh, compared to the injustice that's being done. Exactly. So... It, it, I don't even want to go into that because then it gives more it, attention it to it. It gets that. more political. It gets more political the right. more farther we go. But that's just how our country treated, raised us. You know, it raised us to think a different way. You know, to think a to think basically on your own. Like that's that's basically the American way. Is like you know you need to think for yourself. When they mean think for yourself, you think it dates back to slavery. It takes back to a lot of other things that think for yourself so you can make the right decision. And that's how we, what we're doing right now. We're thinking for ourselves by making this entire entrapment. Well, not entrapment. Uh, encampment, encampment. Encampment. I'm sorry. Encampment. Anyways, I'm going to, I'm going to actually going to like end, gonna, okay, yeah, end yeah, this cool, now. Cool. Yeah, I don't want, um, do you want to plug something of yours or anything like that? Oh, uh, uh, you guys can add. You guys can follow me on Facebook, Miles St. Kitts, um, and also you can follow my uh, my snap. Uh, my, I mean, my uh, Instagram, which is uh, Miles St. Kitts. So M I L E S S T K I T T S. It's just straightforward. I just I'm right now posting about uh, Black Lives Matters uh, subjects. Thank you. Keep keeping the focus. Thank, Thank you, man. you, man. I appreciate Thank it. You. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it this month. Okay. Because of the Corona. Yeah. I had a guy die in my house. So I'm real. That's why I keep a mask on with everybody. I feel that. Um, so I'm here with somebody that just graffitied on the police station. What is the emotion behind that? Like, because we, we have to imagine, like, only seven days ago they were occupying the city. That's unimaginable to just walk up and do that. Especially, like, if people were, if, like, the cops were here and shit, like, that would be, that would be insane. It's just, like, it's just some shit where you don't expect it unless like you occupy the space and then you take it over and then when the, when there's no one there it's like a it's kind of a power thing a little bit like, <laughs> just kind of like fuck 12 like yeah. fuck all of them like yeah. 
But look at this. It's been bombed. So it's been to oblivion bombed. <laughs> and we're but, talking about graffiti bombs, by the way, just to be clear here. Yeah, and it's like, uh, it's a thing where if I see a name, like, over here, we got lore, we got review. Like, I would never write over their shit. Mm. But, like, if there's some, like, toy-ass shit, like, uh... Well, you know, some just random, random some, little... Some random shit, like, fine, fuck it, draw over their shit. Right, right. But, like, I've got a few tags on here, I won't really name which one. Yeah, that's one, fine, that's fine. But, um... There's, like, there's people here, I see something where, like, this dude, right, Fakey. Is that, is that a real name? Is that, is that a big name? Yeah. Fakey's a big name. Okay. He drew over one of my homies, um, and I don't give a shit, because... Um, if you get a bomb on here, this is for, this is for the culture, this is, makes it this, in the history books of, of that, yeah. <laughs> of the movement. And when people are, because... Unfortunately, this area has turned into a tourist attraction. Unfortunately. Yeah. Which is okay for now. It's okay, but at the same time, if you're coming out here, like, you better still support the movement, or else you're just part of the fucking problem. Right, right. And, uh... But what the good propaganda, good bombs is a part of good propaganda. If they see a good name in the right place, like a you know Banksy style sniper shot of a yeah. piece of art in a statement, like this uh, this pig that a cab right there. That's that dope. See, I like that. Like that's sick. Yeah. Um, there's other things that are just I don't know. All of this, like regardless. It's still on a police station. No, no, one hundred percent. Like, I mean, I wouldn't. I don't know if I didn't. I, I would have the balls right now to do it. <laughs> if you wanted, bro. <laughs> like, oh man. Exactly. I don't know, but who knows? Yeah. Re- regardless, thank it's, you though. Thank it's you very a weird much. time. Like you got bombers out here, and it's uh, it's just it's a beautiful moment for anybody. Like I'm from an area where if you're gonna. If you're gonna be bombing, I'm gonna stick this close to your face if you don't, man. No, it's cool. Uh, if you're gonna be bombing, like now is the time to do it. Um, and I'm from an area where I'm so used to like tagging shit and not being seen. Where like I just do some shit real quick, like a mm-hmm. uh, quick throw, um, and then I I dip. But now it's like they can see, you can see, because that's what started this whole thing. Like. Uh, and normally I'd be hella sketched out about that if somebody <laughs> saw me. Um, so there's a high impact, high impact tag. <laughs> it's funny, it's weird, but like uh, there are people who've been doing this shit for years and they don't care if anybody sees. But personally, I I care because I think I see this as a you know this is a social statement basically. This is, yeah, especially yeah. since it's on a police station. If it was anywhere else, like. It'd be whatever. Yeah, but in this in this kind of uh, uh, like perimeter, in this like around the ch- uh, the chop or the chaz or whatever the fuck you want to call it, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's it's still like a, still a statement. Like this is a time where like spraying a BLM or like a A cab or something like that, it still like holds true to the value of it but like when you get out of it and you're just writing your name it's uh i don't know it's something else because you can you can put stuff up for the for the clout you can put stuff especially right here because this is somewhere that people People are going to come to like tomorrow, the next day. The well, next this day. goes in the history books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And people are gonna take a picture of right here and being like, this is, it used to be like, this was the worst sight of people, like, you get arrested, you're in the back of a cop car, so and you're, you're driving under there. Yeah. yeah, but like, and it's all like clean walls and shit any other time, but right now, since it's part of the revolution, it's like, this is part of like, just so the, the ultimate, culture. Yeah, the ultimate sign of defiance and the ultimate sign of authority, exactly. right on top of each other. Yeah. And uh, what, what would you what would you be asking if you were me? What should uh, people like me be asking, or what is being overlooked overall from just your perspective? You don't have to talk for everybody else, but you know, it's things you've seen in the news or things you've encountered or anything. I mean, what comes to my mind initially is the fucking Fox News shit, like right. the that. Like we have warlords, war warlords here. I've seen nothing but love. Like mm-hmm. uh, I was here yesterday, and like we were having over on Cal Anderson in the in the uh, like the baseball fields and shit. Like it was just kind of a music party. Like everybody was everybody was dancing. It was kind of like we were back in a club or something. But today today there was some like weird shit going on. But. Um, so it's just kind of like the people who believe that this is like a, a, a like a movement of like crazy people who are burning a bunch of shit. It's like there's a there's a video of right over here. Uh, somebody set something on fire. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah, and everybody rushed in like to, to, it's to put no, it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's nothing but peace and love. There are some people that I don't know if they're like planted by the media or something to try to stir some shit up. And like what I've seen is, um, I think I've seen some of that as well. Good, good, good thinking there. Thank you, thank you. But like, it's like the people who are from like CNN from like. MSNBC or whatever, whoever the fuck media outlet, they're gonna be trying to perpetuate this story and this agenda that the media is trying to show onto people, and and yeah, it's just kind of like like uh, some altercation will happen up here, and the people from these media stations will be hanging out all day. And just kind of talking, chatting with people, and then um, that's the signal that gets boosted. That's that's the focus of their entire broadcast. Yeah, Yeah. but they'll kind of be understanding. Like a few nights ago at like 4 a.m., I was watching Raz Simone like talk to talk to a media journalist um, about something, and then like shit kind of got a little like fucked up. People were like reacting in, in a certain like. I don't know, so, some, like, fight or something broke out, and then the media was, like, all on it and, like, zoomed into that. And then they were only filming for about, like, five minutes or something until that altercation was over, and then they wouldn't show, like, people from the perimeter and, like, the medics rushing and be like, yo, like, you gotta go and shit like that. Right. They're, they're trying to perpetuate this story that were part of a violent anarchist movement, and... It's like Lord yeah. of Flies situation, basically. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, so that's the media trick, you know. You have a, you have a like a, 
you pretend like all of Venezuela is a revolution and it's like 12 people on a bridge, but it looks like a big crowd from the angle they're shooting it at. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's the kind of tricks we can, we can see. And, you know, even with me doing this as simple and as limited as my, you know, reach is, um, there's a, there's a problem with editing this stuff because the, what's the focus, what's the narrative, how do I edit people's, you know, how do I edit people together here? That could be a trick just, just from, uh, subconsciously and we got, all have to kind of watch out and we got to understand the propaganda we're putting out. You yes. guys are doing propaganda here too. You're part of that mechanism. Put some good fucking bombs up there, man. <laughs> Put some good shit thank out you. there. Thank and you. yeah, thank you for, for, for your, uh, endorsement of the movement on this shit. It's good. Yeah. What's uh, your name? Uh, Sean. Molecule. Mo- say it one more time. Molecule. Okay. And w- is there any tag we should look out for? Uh, or you don't want to want to attach it? If we that- could, but okay, that's okay. Blue. That's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. Thank you. What are some threats that you've uh, been um, concerned about uh, standing guard out here or? Uh, well, we get the, we're generally concerned about, of course, uh, undercover police. They once in a while they'll come by, do very obvious, very slow passes up in the middle of the road and obvious unmarked like, vehicles. We had somebody drive, but then the police, of course, every once in a while, not just somewhere to occupy away in the morning, um, but 3 a.m. is usually when it starts getting really weird. Last night we had large grips of police cars driving around with their sirens on, just kind of around and down Broadway and stuff. And it's just, it just seemed conspicuous. You know, they, they play mind games with us. We play mind games with them. It's just kind of... Kind of hurting people, at least into the into the group, maybe. Yeah, they're listening into the general chat. Yeah, I know that they're, that they're eavesdropping. Yeah, I know they hear people, like, freak out. That's, uh, that's enough effect for them. Yeah, only say what you're comfortable with here. I, I, I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna, I, I'm just sharing what everybody here has been seeing. It's pretty obvious that night shift is so different from day shift, because day shift, it's like a fun sort of protest carnival, and night happens, and then weirdos come out, and police terrors and harassment kind of escalates, and then of course you've got like the, uh, we get conspicuous dark vehicles drive around, usually double wides, like fucking um, outback redneck shit, and just angry people, like angry rich white dudes, and like, you know, like, like, like this guy right here. He's been driving in circles. He's missing his front plate. Uh, I haven't seen the back yet, but it, it, it's just right here, like dark out in the front. Yeah, and of course it's 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 harassment. You got the blacked out expensive truck. Like, yeah, I don't know what kind of tr- is that. Is that what they call a dually? A dually, it's basically a dually. Um, and this dude is I guess he's just kind of like indirectly harassing or uh, just making us feel weirded out over here. I, I think a lot of times it's hard for me to like speak for them, but a lot of times they're just sort of like. Trying to just try to keep an eye out. They think they're doing some kind of like community benefit thing by being sort of like vigilantes waiting for a thing to start so they can justify like killing people. It's kind of basically they're looking for a green light to just start shooting people. It looks like because I see. Yeah, but they're they're usually cowards. Hopefully, I mean, there's some weirdos out there though, you know, and we got to keep aware of that. Yeah, I mean, that's 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 the thing when you're running these sort of like occupation camps. You've got the police, which are of course an organized threat, and then you've got just the ambient um, community environment of running camp like this, where we're, we're shielding marginalized and homeless people, and of course these are people that are lacking in service and are vulnerable and have, um, are not neurotypical and are not getting help they need or haven't for a long time. 
when we had a gentleman earlier that was just stealing stuff around here. We found it. He didn't resist when we took it, the stuff back. It was actually very easily de-escalated, but he didn't know what he was doing. Um, so there's that. And then, of course, another thing that, because this is so much more confrontational and we're at this stage of culture war right now, where you have these these right-wingers, these, like, these boomer fascists, and just sort of like right-leaning Gen Xers, you know, that are older than 40, basically. I mean, we see anybody older than, any, any white male older than 40 usually is cause for any suspicion. Unfortunately, that's the case. Uh, it's, uh, I, I did have that immediate response to some people coming here uh, the other night. It was like, what is this guy doing? Is he, you know, doing reconnaissance for the his right-wing buddies or for Fox News? Or- oh, there, were, there were some guys that were here the other day in our um, I mean, there's, a, there's a lot of veterans watching these barricades, and they're just kind of like playing their role because they're experienced, they're keeping them unviolent, yeah. they, but they understand what maintaining the perimeter is, they understand like keeping lookout, uh, they've got their own communications. Some of those guys up there, uh, what is it, on 13th, I guess, mm-hmm. they, those guys were pretty good, and uh, those are, that's one guy's ex-military over there. Oh, that- more are, more are than they're going to let on, but that's just part of it. Because this is like, we want to talk about like marginalized and disposed groups in societies, American veterans. You know, a lot of these guys, you know, I was talking to the veteran from uh, 0507 Afghanistan uh, the other night, and, and they, they understand the stakes, and also a lot of sort of like, a lot of things have changed a little bit in terms of the narrative. Of course, the uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs stepped down, uh, basically all on tracing to the, everything that was done with the with the left hand square crackdown was completely wrong. He was lied about the reason for doing it. Uh, the, his vice his vice um, representation, the vice of the Joint Chiefs, resigned a day after. Uh, and most dramatically, um, uh, General Mattis of the Marine Corps, uh, a lot of leftists might know him as the butcher of uh, Fallujah. But among military people, he's revered. Every single one of my military peers, regardless of their political leanings, uh, consider him to be a legend. Uh, the other night, a veteran here referred to him and said, you know, General Mattis, that's the lord of violence. He's the god of war. And um, however they feel about that, when General Mattis said that Trump has been behaving unconstitutionally in his reaction to these protests, this veteran pointed out to me that, 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 that overnight, two-thirds, in his opinion, two-thirds of the armed forces suddenly became sympathetic to this movement because... Holy shit. I mean, there's a cultural shift and uh, lines are being drawn and in, and in, in this case, in our favor, a, a little bit. And the thing that the cops don't understand is that they're playing with fire here. Every time they've pushed this neighborhood and pushed everywhere around America, people will push back. The protests get bigger. The organization gets better. The, camp- the encampments are forming quicker than Occupy ever did. They're more confrontational and they're better equipped. That's the formula of the Iranian uh, revolution right there. Oh, that's the formula of all revolution. Consider that like, what we're going through right now, this is, this is older than civilization. This sort of like people's resistance to organization to forms of oppression and power that hit critical mass. And we, we hit a critical mass with COVID and unemployment and just reducing wealth. Even you know, like millennials, as I understand it, have about 4% of national wealth. That's at age 39. Huh. Like, are we surprised that this is kind of a uniform, multi-ethnic, multicultural, like, generational revolt. Yeah, and I don't have shit, really. And we've inherited nothing ideologically, really. We've lost religion, we've lost our culture, and we've lost 
material means mm -hmm. to hold the family together. What, what culture are we buying into? What future do we have to invest in? When Trump made that fucking hollow and just fucking hate-filled nigger comment, like, what, do, what does the black community have to lose? One of the things that I thought no longer after this, like, well, what does this entire generation have? Yeah. I mean, you don't, like, I mean, I want to work in public services. I want to, like, I want a career in national parks. I would like to be a firefighter. Um, but if police are have all the money, uh, just so they can brutalize, like, my neighborhood, I don't have a fucking future. Like, if, to me, a big part of defunding the police and directing money into social services and public services, to me and a lot of people like me and people in my community and people in my family even, this is creating opportunity for us. Like, this, to me, is an investment for a better future for myself and the people I care about. And, and, and this starts with black lives, it transitions to generational solidarity, and it carries over to self-interest from there. Because quite unlike Occupy, there's a lot of very clear direction. A cop car looking car backing up. What, what, what was that? I don't know. I mean, he's, it's, it's a Chevy. I mean, you can tell that cop cars because they're usually American cars. Suspiciously clean. They use personal cars. I know the State Patrol has been using our personal cars throughout Thurston County. Um, I know that uh, it's, it's, you, you, get, you get different expressions of it. I mean, one of the things that's going on right now is that the police are stretched thin. This is providing to be a respite for them because they're not trying to hold down this territory. Um, so they're definitely taking a rest, and there's a lot of officers definitely um, trying to take a breath right now. Um, this was quite the command center last week. I understand that they're still letting people, um, I guess, work out of their uh, that, that dispatch center. Yeah, I, I don't know the details about it. They're, um, there's a lot of mixed opinions in the camp about whether they should have been allowed to happen to let the cops go out. The cops were allowed to leave. There's fewer cops in the way. I believe there's between four and six. There was seven or nine. Um, don't quote me on it. That's just what I remember. Um, but the uh, uh, that was that was kind of like negotiated at the time. But the police were on their way out. And, and these garrisons were in their way in, and it was, uh, uh, it is what it is, but the main concern right now is making certain that the police can't come in. And to, to really crack quickly back to the chance I was trying to go off with Occupy, is that there are very clear goals right now. The, the target is police funding. The goal is to defund and demilitarize the police. With Occupy, it was very ambiguous. It was capital. How do you attack capital? How do you respond to exploitive capital? It's very hard. And nowadays, it's almost impossible to pin it down. Yeah, and it's, it's always, I mean, because capital is amorphous, it's it's indistinct, and it's very powerful, but it's hard to zero in on something, some one thing that you need to fix because it's so, it's part of overlapping systems that reinforce, you know, uh, global capitalist materials. Well, we could take over the server farms, but that's a different matter. Uh, that's, I mean, that's not enough because capitalism in our society is so wide-reaching. I mean, it, it's, it's this type of pervasive where it's not going to go away until it disintegrates and falls on top of itself, which is going to be horrible and terrifying, and I'm hoping that we as a society will be developed enough that we can manage it without hurting ourselves. But when, our only, when we don't have safety nets and the bulk of our public funding goes into um, police that have less restraint than soldiers in Iraq or Afghanistan, 
um, that's that's not a functional system. That's not a system that can weather that can weather uh, a shock. I mean, this isn't like COVID isn't even the worst disease that could have struck us. I mean, bird flu, SARS, a lot of much more lethal diseases. And while there are credible credible points are made that. COVID is uniquely, is particularly um, easily transmitted, it's not the most dangerous thing. And just the fact that America has sort of like folded in on itself with this little with, thing, with this one thing, and, and it, 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 it just speaks to like, you know, capitalism's vulnerability. You can't take shots. Yeah. Because if there's, no so, if there's no social safety nets, if there's no public safety nets, yeah. if, there aren't, if there's an infrastructure that's designed to prevent people falling all the way down and helping them stand back up. It's not like they disappear. They don't just die. They don't fade away. They become discontented. They become desperate. Well, they show up here with me and the rest of my audience as well. Yeah. And, and that's exactly it. I mean, they were trying to get us back to work, like, you know, five weeks ago. Mm. But they, but they missed, the, they missed the chance. They didn't thread the needle in time. And people started hitting us really hard. And it just, we were at the right point where it was just one more, you know, one more black man killed by police, mm. highly visible, no response, middle of the day, nothing was done about it, and it, it was, there was finally enough gasoline and finally enough just tent, and just rolled over the entire country, and to be honest, the world, this has provoked anti-authoritarian, like, rioting and protesting everywhere from Tokyo to Paris to Greece. Uh, Greece is really cool, I love the, I love the Molotov cocktail at the uh, U.S. Embassy. Well, the, uh, Greece, is, Greece has a long... Yeah, they're good at that. <laughs> Greece is good at that because um, they've been kind of, uh, since, like, before World War II, during World War II, and then British sort of, you know, recolonizing police actions after World War II. It's... They, they have a they have a, a... Greece has a long relationship with uh, resisting authority domestically. Yeah. Uh... The, the the one thing you touched on is that uh, veterans are um, disenfranchised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't want to... There's enough people to barricade. I don't feel like I'm worried about it. I, I didn't plan on working tonight, but, but I, I got... I have, I, have, I have family here, and I'm not going to leave them here as long as they're out. Very cool. I mean, I'm getting a sense of community, and let me tell you, I was a little bit um, antagonistic to this whole thing when I first got here. Mm -hmm. It's easier to... Be clear on a poor Marxist podcast, like, is this really the vanguard of the proletariat? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if this is a real thing. The, the, jo the joke is, and we understand, we know you guys aren't the next Paris Commune, okay? We, but, but you guys are trying to signal to the rest of the country, if not the rest of the world, there's something to be done, and you guys are facilitating that with this, with this at least this one little, this this poker chip here. You know, this this is a piece of bartering that we can use to gain something, and the rest of the world can do this, at least if not, you know, at least the United States. You know, uh, I, maybe I'm going too far with that, but. This isn't the Paris Commune, and the parallels to be made there are a little bit limited, and, and are damaged. just not the same material conditions. Yeah. But you know, people making jokes about, oh, how's a value form going on in there? And it's like, well, you know, well, you want us to start lining up the people in the condos here. 
executing. No, I mean, it's, I mean, we're not, I mean, we, I, I mean, I, I got, I got my favorites in like the, uh, the old school communist and Bolshevik theory, but I, I can't, I can't call myself a tanky. Oh, cool. Thank you. Thank you, sweet. I mean, I would consider myself more of a, right there. I mean, I'm, oh, thank you so much. I, I, I'm, in, I'm inventing this like right off the cuff right here, but I consider myself a progressive Leninist. Well, Lenin, I mean, Lenin, Lenin in his older age started like changing his opinions on markets and market openness and the role that the Bolshevik state should play in global marketplaces. But then he died, and then his you know thug boy Sean took over, and the rest is history. You know, I mean, all the all the all the all the big all the uh, all the galaxy brains had been like murdered or died over the course of Russia's long and tragic and arguably 30-year-long revolution. And um, from there on out, it was, again, the, what was left was a dictator. Hey, it, for the listeners here, you know, like, you have to take all of this in, the criticisms and the good here, because... Oh, no, I, I, I acknowledge. I, I understand the appeal, but my problem is that I can I cannot... Hey, hey, that's fine. No, no, no. I, I mean, I'm, we're getting into my personal opinions, which is, you know, it's, it's just a whole... I mean, I, I mean, I've been reading... I'm really sensitive about the sort of heavy-duty uh, tankies that have a really clear vision of what they think it should be. And the issue with these kinds of movements and these kinds of protests is you get all kinds of people show up that have all kinds of agendas and ideas and they, are, they have different even when they have the same goals they have different ideas of how that should be engaged and that's all valid but here right now we've got a really simple uh, there's the very clear goal of abolish the police to defund SPD you know at least here and to to make certain that an amnesty for protesters and looters it's very clear that's what our goals are we can't lose track of that and get lost in broader goals, because that can be a different movement. This started overnight, and those movements are going to start overnight, because if nothing gets solved, people are still going to be coming out. And I'm, and I'm sensitive about all this, because I've been recently reading uh, books about the Spanish Civil War, and the, uh, uh, the, the various, and the, very, the thing that is, is horrifying to me about the Spanish Civil War is that the Republican forces and the various left coalitions were, um, the biggest weakness is they couldn't disagree on anything, they'd murder each other, and the big issue was that fascism, though kind of smaller coalition, you had your, um, your monarchists, your fascists, and Franco's uh, foreign army from Morocco were able to stay on the same track. But you had the various, to Spain being very diverse, you had the Catalans and the very, you know, uh, um, Aragon and all the other... Um, very independent parts of Spain didn't want to cooperate with the because they were a little bit more libertarian, and then you have the left wing, uh, you know, your your uh, your fascists, your anarcho syndicalists, your communists, and they were not they struggled to maintain a united front against fascism. And the biggest issue here on not only did they not unite, they couldn't pull in the centrists in the Republican government in Spain, and because of all that disunion, because of all that inability to cooperate. A smaller coalition, Franco's rebel fascist army, was able to sweep over Spain and spent probably about 20 to 30 years just on an obsessive campaign of punitive repression in Spain. If we fail, that can happen here. And I'm and to, to you know the the whole spectrum of uh, 
of communists and Marxists and Leninists and Bolsheviks and, and socialists, you know, all the way down to your your, your left-leaning liberals. Like, you, you guys got to realize that we're going to get picked apart if we get stuck in the semantics because we will be divided and destroyed. This has happened. This is the kind of shit the cops do when they try to bring in uh, provocateurs and disruptive forces like Boots because they're trying to drive wedges between us. And we have to be conscious of that. Again, everyone's, you're not going to get what you want, it's a, but it's about getting the best results for the time that we have. And right now, that means occupying space, staying agitated, and staying fixated on the goal of abolishing police as we know it, and defunding and demilitarizing police departments across the country. Hey, hey, there's critical support with the people that we're calling tankies. There's critical support for everybody. Yeah, I've seen them out here, and they've been nice. Hey, hey, there's pot shots taken from yeah. all all aspects of, uh, of uh, socialism against all other aspects of uh, socialism and Marxism. I do. But but altogether, critical support pretty much across the board. Um, and, and I'm glad to see it. There's been, I feel like it's like a, that's representative of a generational unity, and it's not um, ideology. It's, we're so far from the Cold War that ideology, I think, matters less to people. To younger folks and to millennials, it's really more of, like, different ideas and not firm camps that cannot overlap or communicate. It's so intangible at this point. Well, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's hard to compare the world of the 30s to the world of 2020, you know? And, yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> There's a lot to be said from there. I don't know where to actually go from there. There was a couple other things, and I lost the thread. Uh, we we no, 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 a couple times. <laughs> it's really good. That's really good material here. Um, uh, uh, with Franco and all that, I mean... Okay. Well, the, the focus of, of this is focus. Of Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Black Lives Black Lives Matter, priority one, protect them. They deserve the dignity of all the people. And number two, is we defund and dismantle the system that is designed to oppress and exploit, destroy, and kill them. Those are the big two goals that I, as an individual speaking for myself, see. And ideologies across the board need to get behind that because that's a cohesive, that's a cohesive vehicle for us to move other things through as well. But it has to be maintained through this because these people are the these people are being oppressed the most of all uh, demographics. Um, and well, dismantling that, dismantling the police state and beginning the redistribution of public resources. I'm sure it's not going to be, you know, the pie-in-the-sky goals for a lot of the folks out there that have big dreams for what they want this to accomplish, but that is a huge step. Everybody involved across the left spectrum, and even in the liberal spectrum, even if they don't fucking know it, those in the center, they're going to be getting what they want. Of course, like, you know, if there's anything that liberals have learned in the last two weeks, is your whiteness and your wealth does not protect you. If you... If you resist the cops, if you dare to say no, they will fucking kill you and get away with it. Your whiteness actually doesn't matter. Even, even, even reporters, uh, you know, apparatus of the state are getting fucked up out there, which is enlightening. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have to grin a little bit at that, because now they're finally coming around. Well, maybe they don't care about us either. <laughs> no, I mean, well, I mean, like, modern media, at least, like, big, big, 
deal like television media. It's just a meal for advertising. It's just it's it's just covered in parasites that just trying to drain money out of it. It's not trying to produce knowledge and a lot of food folks would argue perhaps convincingly that for a lot of places that was never the case. I mean you well through that mechanism it still reifies the system itself and message behind all that is facilitated through it. So it ends up even if it's not state propaganda, it ends up being kind of a form of capitalist propaganda nonetheless. Well, because it has, because like because uh, mainstream media has a vested interest in the status quo. Right, right, exactly. And hopefully they get on the right side of things. But that's why we're doing our show. Uh, we just gotta. I mean, it's we just gotta. We just gotta game them. I mean, people. You know, there's a lot of folks that very thoroughly have been saying, you know, we shouldn't be riding. We shouldn't be causing damage. And my opinion on that is that I think that damage and destruction turns heads. That's you know, if you want capitalists to respond, you destroy their capital. And but. You know, as a as as somebody who isn't black, that's not my choice. I don't I don't pull that lever. I am here. We are here in a support role. We have a lot of light-skinned people on these barricades who, for the first time in history, are putting themselves up in front and standing in front of our black brothers and sisters and people of color. It's a moot point, nonetheless, you yes. know, compared to people's lives, and it's a byproduct of outrage. So don't cause outrage. You won't see that. And you know, if, if if we lived in a healthy society, this wouldn't be happening. And also, if we lived in a healthy society, people wouldn't be throwing a fuss about an insured window that a corporation Use here and pull a night of security with these guys and do the podcast uh, coinciding that. Um, if I don't distract too many people. But yeah, I should probably come back tonight. It's 2.42 right now, so... Push, come on, after and just set up, set up shop and edit the podcast while I'm sitting out here with these guys and just, uh, pull, pull a night shift with these folks. I'll be back uh, in a night or two to pull an overnight shift. Walk back home from where I was at. We're at Spruce and 12th, and uh, we were at Pike or maybe Pine and 12th last time I talked. Um, or 11th and Pike. And besides, just all of a sudden, this traffic just now showing up uh, has been very peaceful, and there's not a police officer in sight, which is kind of a trip because usually, I don't know, on your way to. Uh, um, international district, you know, in the CD area, Capitol Hill, there's usually a lot of police, and so, but it feels so peaceful. It's interesting, interesting time. every week here on SoundCloud. To allow us for our reporting and our content to remain independent, please consider donating to our Patreon and becoming a voting member in the link down below. If you have a news tip or would like to talk to us, please email admin at marxistthinktank.org. Our editor is Sean Sanchez. 
News writer and producer is Reggie Truman, and I'm Oscar Bastille. Thank you for listening.